Blog Talk Radio. There is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday nights. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, if you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons. I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men. And it's just beautiful. Hi, welcome everybody. It's all new Southern Sports Central on a Sunday night coming to you live from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios. I'm Rich Yelman alongside Eugene Benton, who is just getting settled in from being on camp day number two as he and his crew, the Kicking Academy up there, went to Columbia for the final Coles kicking experience, if you will, just moments ago, getting in the house, getting situated and on the air with us. But yes, we did make it to the Carolina Experience Prep Football Showcase in Charlotte, North Carolina on Friday. Got treated like stars. I mean, we got treated as good as anybody. I can honestly tell you that they gave us some shirts. They gave us, uh, of course, the things to put over our face so that we were covered up, ready to roll, and we broadcasted three live hot hours up there around some of the best talent in the southeast. And I said the southeast because they came from North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Virginia, Maryland checked in, Tennessee was in the house, Texas, Alabama, Arkansas. And I'm just telling you, it was a very impressive amount of young men competing after it from the time they got there to the time they left. And they did a great job, that being the guys over at the Carolina Experience, at making sure that everybody was distant. Everybody, well, as much as you could be between four different fields in the facility up there, I thought was just as nice as the showcase. I mean, really, honestly, uh, set that bar just a little bit higher for the next one, which we'll talk about that here throughout tonight. But we do want to welcome you all all in here as uh, we're getting ready for three solid hours. And, I mean, it is every bit of solid. We've got a five-star running back committed to the Clemson Tigers. He's the number one running back in the country. He'll be with us at 630. 7 o'clock, we got a former Gamecock. 
former Cowboy. That's right, the Dallas Cowboys. And now he's the head football coach. He's going to hang out with us at 7 o'clock. And then at 8 o'clock, we're going to park the bus over at Ridgeview High School. We got two big guys on the defensive line that want to jump in here and hang out and talk some ball. So we'll give you that list in a minute. But let me bring him in right now, Eugene Bitten. Of course, Eugene, man, I tell you, you got to be sunburned, brother. You've been in the heat not only Friday, but here on a Sunday as well, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I was just uh, informed that I, I don't smell very well either. But um, <laughs> I was like, well, I don't have time to take a shower because, you know, we had to jump on, man. I, I'm sure no one in, in Radio Land wants to uh, hear me in the shower while we're on the while we're on live. But uh, yeah, you know, and it's crazy to those surf fields, man. That they radiate heat. You know, we were at Airport High School. If you've ever been up to Columbia, West Columbia area, it's over there, right by the airport. Uh, you know, it's a very nice facility, great um, uh, turf field, nice stands, but uh, there was there were no trees. It was all blustering sunshine. I was told I got some sun on my face today. I, didn't, I just uh, rolled out and got ready to go. It was the last one, so the guys were looking forward to it. Had a couple little competitions. Um, you know, uh, I, I sent a message out earlier that uh, listener Tim from North Augusta, his son actually won the long – field goal competition he hit a 56 57 yarder uh somewhere around there that uh crossed over the crossbar and and you know congrats to him he's a rising junior and joking with him i said actually looking at your schedule uh you guys come up here and play airport because they're in the same region with north augusta so he said yeah i put one over the bar uh, here today I, i look forward to doing that you know when we get to play those guys so it was a good it was a good day of competition um you know, like a final tune-up, so to speak, after all the travel with the back and forth at Columbia to Ohio and Florida and Atlanta all over doing this. Today was kind of the last one until October. But, you know, now the focus is shifting on to uh, the season. So those guys can kick balls off, punt balls, and kick balls through the uprights for their teams. But it was like that was a great day. It was a great way to, to end it. Um, a little bit of fun. They had a water gun fight right there at the end. That was kind of neat and fun to watch. Uh, I tell you, the guy that, who has the uh, best set of wheels was um, Parker White. As soon as they broke out the water guns, man, that guy was gone. <laughs> and so he came, he went running down to the end of the field, out of the back of the end zone, and uh, and hit very well. Um, but yeah, it was a great day, man. Glad to be back. Looking forward to the show. You know, Friday was awesome. What a great way to meet athletes from around the country. And you know, I don't know if you knew this because, like, you know, we were split up and meeting people. Uh, one of the receivers was actually from Kansas. So I think that was the furthest guy away. But, uh, you know, and his mom said, you know, he was doing seven-on-sevens and just really had, didn't have a chance to compete anywhere. They saw this on Twitter, I believe it was, and signed him up and loaded up the van and came on from Kansas and um, had this competition. So she was pretty excited to, to get here first time in, in the area. And, um, you know, he was just looking for a chance to compete. You know, that's what we heard from a lot of guys. That so many guys had interest from colleges and things like that or just wanted to have a chance to get in front of a college coach and showcase their skills. And with the coronavirus and all the camps shut down, all these guys, you know, were just itching, itching to have one-on-one, to have somebody to showcase their skills in front of. So it was a great, great opportunity. You know, we had a, a great driver that took us up there so we could take our equipment and, you know, some good – uh football talk on the way up and back and man it was a it was a great friday it just seemed like sunday got here fast i don't know about you but yesterday just kind of blew by as well so 
Anyway, looking forward to it. I'm ready to kind of look on Twitter tomorrow and see how these first practices are going because a lot of schools, I talked to some uh, coaches from around South Carolina today that were actually at the um, at the Coles thing, and you know, a lot of them are itching to, to see what 1.5 really means. And some of, for some of them, it's actually the first time to get back with the kids. So they're just itching to get the guys in, inside the building and see what they look like. And uh, you know, a couple guys up in North Carolina said, man, we're, we're in one of those counties. We're still shut down. So... You know, be be interested to see uh, the the Twitter and, and social media traffic tomorrow once some of the high school programs in South Carolina get going. Well, you know, don't forget if you have uh, maybe been under a rock a little bit there, you didn't know, but there is a hurricane, a tropical storm at this point that is coming up the coastline. Again, uh, they have given out hurricane uh, watches, and of course that also gives out severe thunderstorm warnings, flash flood warnings. Oh, tropical storm warnings and watches and things like that. And that's going to, of course, start to play a part. And, and you mentioned that, Eugene, and you wonder if they're going to allow this to happen tomorrow because of the factor that it's supposed to get through this area, whether it stays off the coast a little bit, maybe comes along the coast. We don't know, right? I mean, again, the best job in the business, and I've told all my kids, is the weatherman. All he says is it might come, he's covered. It doesn't matter if it comes or not. He said might. He never said it would. He never said it wouldn't. But that being said, uh, this hurricane is coming up from at least uh, the Bahamas area down there in uh, the beautiful part of the Caribbean, and it's going to make its way about the western side of Florida, up down that coastline, and come all the way up. Now, the question is, is it going to have enough when it turns to turn out and away? And usually that's an outer bank situation. And because of the state of South Carolina, if you look at the map, Florida sticks out, North Carolina sticks out, and South Carolina kind of in that cove. So it's got to kind of come at a perfect angle like Hurricane Hugo did years ago for it to hit a direct hit on the South Carolina coastline. But that is something that they're looking at. I can already tell you up in the Grand Strand, Sacastee, Myrtle Beach, Loris, those guys have already made, I believe, arrangements. So they've kind of moved some things back, tryouts for cheerleading and things like that. Not going to happen until Thursday here in Charleston. Haven't heard much, but then again, that's kind of protocol with the rest of the things that are going on around us right now. As well. Now, I do want to give you the list today uh, because um, it is a loaded show. It is without a doubt a loaded show. So let me kind of give you a rundown of who's going to be jumping in here. We'll start it early here at 630, just in a few minutes, as we'll take a trip back to North Carolina to Weddington High School. And uh, that five-star All-American, Mr. Everything, running back, y'all, that is Will Shipley. He'll join us all the way up there uh, in North Carolina to talk to us about you know, his summer, how's his workout been since he's committed to the Clemson Tigers? And uh, he was there, by the way, on Friday. He didn't participate, but he was there maybe as support, maybe to just kind of see what it was all about. It's not too far away from his home, if I'm not mistaken. But we'll get his thoughts on what he saw and what he thought. And, again, how much has he had contact with the Tigers? How much is he looking at his senior year? You know, there's a lot of questions that we want to ask him. For him to be, number one, running back in the country, uh, alone is, is a great conversation starter, but he has committed to the Clemson Tigers and uh, very impressive numbers that he'll be able to kind of give us here when he joins us. And then at 7 o'clock, the former Gamecock, Dallas Cowboy and current South Point head football coach is going to join us. That's Devontae Holloman. You guys that are Gamecock fans, you know very well about this man. He did some great things as a Gamecock, went into the NFL. I think it was a six-round pick there, uh, did some great things in the NFL during his time. Then he came back. And he started giving back to the community that he was in. And, of course, uh, landed him back home where he's from, up there in Rock Hill 
and he's uh, enjoying every bit of that, and he's looking to have a big season. We'll talk to him about his past, his present, and the future, of course, of uh, what's happening up there at South Point. Those, by the way, those dudes put out some ballers. When we talk about the, the, the pathway to the NFL through the state of South Carolina, you cannot talk about it without mentioning the dudes that have come through South Point. Now, 8 o'clock, we're going to head over to uh, Ridgeview with Coach Parks' boys. Now, I had a chance to meet uh, a couple of these guys, about five or six of them. They camp as good as anybody. These guys travel in packs, and they did uh, a great job performing. All of those guys, by the way, everybody. I was impressed by everybody out there on Friday. But I did get a chance to text base with uh, Najon Barber, who is a big-time class of 2021 defensive end, and uh, his teammate, who's going to be the class of 22, defensive lineman Antonio Tone Gaines, and he looks every bit of, uh, of of Tony Tone. I mean, this guy is massive. He can come in here. He can rush through. You saw his power blocking, or excuse me, coming through the line, because I believe he can do both offense and defense. We'll talk to him about that when he joins us, uh, but we're looking forward to those four guests that are going to come in here tonight. We didn't want to overload them with all of the guys that we saw because we need a show and entertainment through the rest of the week, right? We got shows on Tuesday and Thursday. So we're going to go to North Myrtle Beach with that one gentleman I think that has made a huge name for himself, along with a bunch of other dudes. There's a wide receiver, by the way, that's also part of the regime over there with that coach that we're going to have on at 7 o'clock. Coach Holloman has a wide receiver committed to the Gamecocks. We're going to talk to him hopefully on Tuesday. So we are lining up the guests, and we're going to invite you in. If you went to this Huge showcase, this huge experience, everything the Carolina experience in Charlotte, North Carolina, call in throughout tonight. You can call in, tell us who you are, tell us the school, your class, what position, and what did you get out of this experience that these guys did an incredible job putting together uh, over there at that showcase course. The number to reach us is one three two three four nine six eight one. We're going to stay here with you guys uh, here for the about 627. So if you do get a chance, you want to reach out, you can do that here. But Eugene, while we were away yesterday, or excuse me, on Friday and some of the other days, things have happened a little bit, right? We've seen the Power Five leaders exploring the staging their own fall sports. That was one of the questions that was come out. How about this? The Pac-12 players threatening to opt out, or you have to follow their list of demands. Where's this coming from? You know, you start seeing yeah. some of these things, and you start wondering where are we going with some of this stuff? Because, again, I'm all about safety of players, but I'm also all about when I was a player, I was a player. I wasn't a coach. All right, I wasn't a president. I played the role that was given to me. Well, this started a couple of weeks ago, and I think the, the Pac-12 guys, they, and they had about 30 or 40 at the time from each team. Uh, they wanted to start a union, but they didn't have enough time. Uh, it takes – because you have to get your union recognized by the labor board as the collective bargaining unit. You know, there's so many legal hurdles and the things that take time to do. So what they did was they had a big major conference call uh, or Zoom meeting or something like that um, from each with uh, players from each of the Pac-12 schools, and basically they came up with a list of demands. And they said, you know, either you meet these list of demands or, or quote unquote, we ain't playing. And, uh, and then I saw the potential first round draft pick out of Oregon. Now he's talking about, well, if they if they don't meet some of these demands or work with us, then you know, I'm just going to opt out anyway and, you know, wait for the draft. He's expected to be a first-round draft pick. Um, I did see something interesting today. It looks like, you know, Clemson, is, uh, they schedule of their conference opponents plus one game. Um, as we know, South Carolina, the SEC said South Carolina couldn't play 
uh, Clemson in that end of the year rivalry. So it sounds like, or looks like from what I saw earlier, and maybe uh, Mr. Shipley has heard something about it. I don't know, but um, you can ask him. It sounds like uh, Clemson is going to add the Citadel as uh, its final opponent. So that'd be a heck of a game and, and paycheck for for the uh, Bulldogs uh, to go up there and play. You know, Clemson. That'd be that'd be an awesome experience as well. Um, so you know, I'm looking forward to the schedule releases because. I heard today that South Carolina is picking up Auburn as one of their opponents. And, you know, that's just a never a good matchup. I think in the history of the program, they've never beaten Auburn. And even when South Carolina was great and finished the year, what, number three or number four in the nation in 2011, I think it was, you know, the two losses that year were a very, was a very close Arkansas team that ended up finishing three in the nation with their only losses coming to close games at Auburn, I mean, close games with Alabama and LSU, who ended up playing in that rematch national championship. Um, and so even that year, they lost to Auburn. I believe it was something like a 16-9 to game or something weird, ridiculous like that. So, you know, if the Gamecocks get to add Auburn or they have to add Auburn to the schedule, that never bodes well for them. I didn't hear who the other opponent uh, may be, um, but I did hear that it looks like one of them is going to be um, Auburn. So, We'll, we'll see where the schedules end up, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, it, I'd like to see who's going to be on the schedule and also, too, what the opponents are going to do as far as um, seeding. I know the governor of South Carolina has hinted at or suggested that maybe, you know, the schools could go to half capacity. So that would be around 40,000 people uh, at Clemson and South Carolina games. Uh, we've seen, you know, Ohio State and some other schools already say that their max capacity is going to be 20,000 people in the stand. So there's still some things, and we aren't that far out, you know, that the uh, the deciders need to decide. So uh, I'll be curious and, and stay staying tuned to uh, news outlets and information sources as well as our own because, you know, people want to know what's up, but we don't have very long to do it. Yeah, we don't have very long to do it at all, of course. Uh, you know, and now here we go. There's a hurricane again. We talk about this. 2020 couldn't be – it couldn't get any crazier. I mean, it's only sitting – and I joked about this, Mother Nature going for the Grand Slam uh, on Twitter on Friday, maybe Thursday, where, you know, if you're here in Somerville where we're located, we've already had an earthquake. We've already had a tornado. We've already had flooding. And what's next? What tornado – or excuse me, hurricane. So that would give us that whole – Grand Slam hat trick, if you will, or whatever there for Mother Nature. And why not? It's kind of fitting. Let's go ahead and get this one in and get it out. We're done with that part. So, you know, everything, if anything, the unexpected is the only expected thing here. Uh, as uh, Yeah, you're right, Eugene. I- I'm curious to see who South Carolina gets to pick. You know, while I understand they'll lose the Tigers, you know, and, and that's a huge power team because they are ranked number one or two, depends where you look at it. Uh, to me, they're probably the hottest team coming back into college football this year. But they're also going to lose two or teams that are in the smaller side of football things when it comes down to size. So, whether they pick up anybody as far as an Auburn, a, a, a Mississippi, an Ole Miss, my thought, being the Gamecock that I am and the Gamecock that you are, is they pick up Auburn and Alabama, and then who else? I mean, you know, we already have LSU. You already have A&M. I mean, why not? I mean, you know, the, it's just the way it seems to work itself out. But you know, I, I know that they're going to have to get this thing put out there. You know, and the same thing goes for high schools right now. I talked to five different high school coaches today. And um, for me, 
it, it was very interesting. The conversations were very interesting, even to the factor of listening to a coach that we had in here on Thursday night that was from Richland Northeast that said, look, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm all about playing in, in, this, in, in, uh, in January. You know, there are coaches, believe it or not, that are pro-January in football because they are concerned, and the concerns are the heat. It is hot outside. It's not as hot as it was last year. I am going to tell you that, and I know that firsthand, but I'll tell you this. It is a very comfortable feeling, I would imagine, to go out in about three weeks. And we're saying three weeks because that's when some of these uh, these kickoff classics, if they're allowed to do it, or even some of the games are looking to kick off on September 11th, Eugene. Yeah, you know, and, and I was actually looking for some scheduling things. You know, you click on everything just says cancel, cancel, cancel. Um, if they're kicking off sometime uh, September 12th and they have 10 games, uh, I just I guess there's no bye week now as well. Because they said also, too, for example, the SEC, I was just reading some, you know, they moved the SEC championship back two weeks. So they're going to play 10 games have two weeks, then have a championship game. You know, and, and we also haven't heard any inkling as to what type of bowl season, if we have a bowl season, what that's going to look like. Because, you know, obviously bowl season means you've got a team from possibly Virginia and a team from Texas playing in Arizona or something like that. And, uh, you know, there, there may be a, a shortened bowl season or no bowl season. So it's fun to pull that up. You know, every time I turn around, there's something saying we have an SEC schedule and, uh, you go and click on the link, and it's really just someone prognosticating what the schedule is going to be like. But, you know, with the ACC playing the the one game, I really like that. I think the ACC seems to be a little more um, uh, proactive and progressive compared to the past where it was just pretty much focused on basketball. Uh, I think they're taking a pretty good uh, leap out there to showcase their football uh, teams, which is, like I said, I mean, most people thought, you know, when the ACC added Florida State, then Virginia Tech, and Miami, they were trying to move the way of, you know, having a, a football powerhouse conference as well as basketball. So uh, I really like what they've done. Now, it looks like most of these games are scheduled to start. What I'm getting here is the 12th. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. And like I said, you know, as soon as there some conference has to release the schedule, my understanding is a lot of conferences are waiting on the SEC schedule. They don't want to showcase their marquee game, i.e., like, let's say, for example, in uh, Ohio State and Michigan, they don't want to play the same day as um, Auburn and Alabama, or at least at the same time. We know typically Auburn-Alabama is going to be a 3.30 CBS game, so they don't want to do that. So a lot of other conferences, from what I'm told, are waiting to see what the SEC does as far as scheduling you got to ask you the question, though. You're not surprised. I mean, the SEC, what the ACC is in basketball, the SEC has forever been in football, and I think that's it. A lot of these teams are waiting. Yes, the Big Ten decided to announce what they were going to do, and, and very similar. You see the SEC doing that. And, and here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this. In the last so many years, the Big Ten has done an incredible job catching up to what the SEC does, maybe not completely, but definitely closing that gap. They're definitely the strong number two. Number three, as far as it goes, you know, I go back and forth between them and the Big 12, and that's the ACC. I, I don't know which one. And, unfortunately, you know, with the pack pulling out what they're doing again here with wanting to do what they're doing, and then they had already said that they probably weren't going to play football until January. So it's just like, okay, you're, you're, you're playing that West Coast football. We'll let you do your own thing. 
because you're a few hours on the other side. But that being said, you know, I, I have enjoyed watching the, the ACC step up, step up their game and say, look, here's what we're going to do. I still think it was a chance. It still was a chance for them to look at Notre Dame and say, look, you better come in here full time. Okay, you're going to lose a bunch of money. Guess what? It is what it is. You want a home. This could be your home. This could be your spot. And what needed to happen is that the five power five conferences could have got together and said, look, like they do uh, in other incidences about not bringing in teams like South Carolina, the ACC, or Clemson to the SEC, or all of that hype that you've always heard, they could have figured it out to put Notre Dame and, and get them in an accountability because I get it. NBC pays them a buku of dollars, and they're going to be in great shape whether they play Navy, uh, Army, the Citadel, whoever they put on that schedule, somebody's going to pay and somebody's going to watch and so on. But, you know, I, I think honestly that Notre Dame, you know, they're probably sitting at the catbird seat once again because, A, they get to kind of do their thing. They'll play Clemson this year. That's going to be an interesting game. But, you know, they're going to be on TV, so they're going to get that TV revenue hands down. And if you're somebody outside of the ACC, sure you want to play them because you're guaranteed a TV game on one of the primetime networks at a primetime spot, Eugene. Yeah, it's always been a frustration for me. Um, you know, I, I, it's a great program. It's a great uh, university. You know, it's historically been obviously the one the or the blue blood, if you want to call it that, um, or at least in in the group of eight blue bloods. But you know, this is one of the things that's always just nagged me about them is that they would never join a conference. And I get it that that they like to have their open schedule because they have their rivalries with Navy and Stanford and Southern Cal, and, and all these teams, you know, the Michigan, Mich- they were, I think Michigan State's been on the schedule, you're in, you're out, Army. Uh, but the thing is, is like, you know, just join a conference. Just join a conference. But they, they just won't. And I guess it's, you know, partly because they don't have to share that, what is it, $40 million a year uh, they receive in, in, in for, and they're the only show in town, so to speak, on that channel. So, you know, I, I get it, it that they – I'm sure there's a way to work it out where they can be in a conference and keep most of that money uh, just because, you know, I'm sure most conferences would want to add them, especially because, you know, it's just the name. You know, when you play Notre Dame, you're going to pack out your, your, your stand just because of the name. Uh, and, the, and fans travel well. They're a national university. They have alumni all over the place. Um, and I need, do need to correct one thing real quick. Uh, the SEC says it's starting its schedule or starting games uh, September 26th, and so it won't be the 12th. They've moved it back to the 26th. Each team's going to get one um, game off, uh, day off in the in the middle of the season for a bye week, plus everyone's going to get a bye week on September, I mean, excuse me, on December 12th. So then they'll play the SEC title game on the 19th. So the, apparently they have it down to two proposals, one uh, being they keep the eight games they already have scheduled, plus they add the uh, cross-divisional rotating opponent for 21 and 22. Uh, and then the second proposal would be that they would devise a ranking system based on strength of schedule and add two additional league games based on that system. Um, but any plan still had to be approved by the athletic directors and it hadn't been done yet. So just to correct that other thing, the SEC is starting – play on the 26th so all the current eight games that they have against division I mean um conference opponents those will stay as is 
Now, again, I, and, and you heard if, uh, again, over the weekend, there are teams in the major leagues, the baseball, of course, on their way back from uh, Matthew, South Carolina, Matthew, North Carolina, excuse me, out there in the other side of Charlotte. You know, we were on our way back, and we were having this conversation in the ride back home, Eugene, about baseball. Now, baseball can ruin this for everybody. And I hate to be that because I'm a baseball guy as much as I am a football guy. But if they don't get it together, trust and believe me, uh, there's everybody watching the pros. Because if you can't keep the pros in check, how do you plan to keep the college kids in check and definitely the high school kids in check? So the one thing we will do is we'll set ourselves in check. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going right back to where we were on Friday in Matthew, South North Carolina. I keep wanting to say South Carolina, but Matthew, North Carolina, where we're going to head over there and join the five-star commit to the Clemson Tigers over there at Weddington High School, the stud, Mr. Will Shipley. He'll be joining us coming out of break, guys. Don't go anywhere. Sit tight. Relax. We're going to take care of you for the next two and a half hours, guys. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Young, alongside Eugene Benton, coming to you from Somerville, South Carolina, the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios. You can find the guys over there at the factory, getting it all in between a Monday and Sunday. You can call them over there at 843-573-7391, or you can find them 
right over there in Hanahan, as they're located at 5913 Loftus Road. Now, it is time, without further ado, to head back to where we were on Friday. We're going to head to Matthew, North Carolina, where the one and only Mr. Five-Star himself, committed to the Clemson Tigers, Will Shipley joins us. What's up, Will? Hey, how are you guys doing? I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, it's a pleasure, man. I saw you walking around on Friday, and everybody's like, hey, you know who that is? I looked over and said, oh, that's Mr. Clemson Tiger over there. Let's go have a conversation, man. So I appreciate you hanging out with me a little bit on Friday. Of course, I got a chance to meet Dad. I thought he, of course, uh, you know, I see where you get that from, man. You're getting it from Dad over there. But I appreciate you and him giving us time on Friday and then getting in here on a Sunday night with us. Oh, yeah, no, of course. It was, it was great meeting you out there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad God crossed our paths, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm even more thankful to be on the show tonight. No doubt, man. So uh, you did participate on Friday, and, again, and, and I think that's kind of a pattern with a lot of the guys who have either already committed or, of course, uh, like yourself, just decided, you know, maybe this is something that, that for I guess, in your sake, to say you want to stay as healthy as possible, you want to stay as safe as possible, but this being in your backyard, I thought it was a class act for you literally to walk over to build the heat with these guys, to cheer on some of your teammates, but cheer on a lot of guys that I'm sure that you watch them play in your region or just you've kind of grown up watching, huh? Oh, yes, sir. You know, I had, I had a bunch of buddies out there, and to, to see them go out there and compete, uh, it was great. Uh, it, it was very hot, but, uh, no, I, I love being out there every minute of it. Um, you know, with, with me, I, I would have absolutely loved to have gone out there and compete, but uh, – you know, I, I got bigger, more important things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm starting up high school ball, uh, you know, got a pretty big future ahead of me at Clemson, hopefully. Um, you know, so I, I'm just ensuring, um, you know, that I'm injury-free, ready to go, uh, and, you know, hopefully be able to win another state championship with my high school team and then, uh, you know, go do, go do something for the Clemson Tigers. Now we're live right now with the number one running back in the country. He's a five-star stud on and off the field. I can validate it because I met him on Friday. Mr. Will Shipley joining us here on the Tent Farm Hotlines as uh, Will, again, you know, getting that recognition. I'm going to tell you something. I'm in South Carolina, man, and when you committed to the Tigers, man, from Somerville, South Carolina, up to Wahala, South Carolina, which, you know, that's right up there in Clemson, what the emotion, the excitement that these guys and the fans here felt was just crazy, man. What is it about Clemson? Why did you pick Clemson? You had a ton of offers, man. What is it about Clemson that you and your teammates that are getting ready to join this team next year what what is it that kind of pulls you in over there? Yes, sir. You know, it's just everybody's a class act. You know, every every single visit I took to Clemson, I just felt like it was it was home for me. Um, you know, being you know fairly close to home, uh, you know, that was a big part part of it for me. Um, and then just the coaching staff, the players, the atmosphere that Coach Sweeney and you know all the assistant coaches have created over there. Uh, you know, it's something that I wanted to be a part of. You know, I've I've always gone with the motto, uh, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I want to be the best. So um, to surround myself with people, uh, you know, all, all the Clemson Tigers, that, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And uh, I, I was very blessed to receive that offer, you know, last summer at camp. And um, I, I just, I always really knew it was the place for me. Now, Will Shipley right now joining us here on the Tent Farm Hotlines, five-star running back, number one running back in the country, heading to Clemson to play for the Tigers and Dabo Sweeney and crew. Over there, of course, uh, Coach Elliott, by the way, uh, your offensive coordinator, is from this area. He went to James Island, which is a part of the Charleston area, so I can validate him as well. You guys are going to put quite together a, a, a very good cast over there. Now, when you talk to these coaches, Will, and you started to look at everything, how much did you look at the education? Let's talk that first because I think that you guys, without doubt, are 
are going into this thing thinking, I got to get the education, knock that part out. I'm just going to play a little football while I'm here. But, but what is it about Clemson, the educational wise? And what are you looking to major when you get to Clemson? Yes, sir. No, it's a huge thing for my family and I, something we were looking at, um, you know, very, very uh, important to us. Uh, you know, to, to see that Clemson, you know, has such good, you know, academics and it's such a, you know, important focus for the, for the coaching staff. You know, they, they always say to, to graduate is the very first thing that all the football players need to do. So, you know, that's always reg- resonated with me, stuck with me. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm planning on majoring in business, you know, when I get there. So I've, I've checked into that um, major a little bit, you know, and I, I just absolutely loved it. My, my family and I loved it. Um, you know, it's in, like you said, you know, football is not going to last forever. So I, I got to have something that I can lean back on. And, uh, you know, I felt very confident that, you know, that I could do that at Clemson. Now, of course, uh, getting you on campus, I always say, man, if, if uh, Dabo Sweeney can land you on the campus, he'll land you a, a commitment before you get off of there. And, of course, I'm excited uh, to see all that you've done now. You mentioned it, and we'll kind of segue into where you're going right now, your senior year over at Weddington High School there in uh, Matthews, North Carolina. Championships, are, again, this is something you, you guys have worked hard at. You've put a lot of energy and effort into in the off season. You get ready for the new season. But this year, it's, it's a lot different. It's not just a little different. It's a lot different. North Carolina has been shut down for quite a while, just like South Carolina. And you guys are slowly starting mm-hmm. to open back up. But what have you done to stay in shape, to make sure that you didn't have to get in shape? Yeah, you know, I've been very fortunate. Um, you know, we, we've got a pretty nice setup at our house. Um, you know, just things that I'm, I'm able to, you know, throw around some weight, uh, you know, bench, squat really just the main list, no, nothing too nice, but, uh, you know, something that, you know, that I've been able to do, um, you know, over all the time that we've been shut down. Uh, you know, luckily the past couple of weeks, we've gotten back out there with my high school team, just very limited stuff, but I'm, you know, I'm grateful to be back out there with the boys. Um, and, you know, hopefully God willing, I'll be able to go out there and, you know, we can three-peat, you know, which would be a huge thing for us, not only for our county, but, you know, also for the state. It hasn't been done very much. Uh, you know, I've, I've just been sticking on it, you know, moving weights, uh, staying out on the field, making sure I'm not getting too big, you know, anything like that. But uh, I've, I've been keeping up with it, so. Well, you mentioned the weights. You mentioned the staying up, not getting too big, man. Let's check in the weight room real quick before we check into the season coming up over there at uh, Weddington High School. Uh, what's your bench right now? What's your biggest focus when you're in the weight room? And, and what are you weighing coming in right here in August? Yeah, so right now um, I'm, I'm right between 195 and 200, uh, which is a, a little bit down from what I played at last season. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling really good, you know, fe- feeling like I'm, I'm moving the best that I've, you know, ever, ever moved. Um, and, you know, w- one thing in the weight room um, for me is, I'm I'm not a big, you know, low reps guy. I, I love to keep them, you know, three to six rep range um, and just really focus on maintaining my muscle growth. Uh, I, I feel like I'm at a good size right now. So, you know, not trying to get too big, like I said, um, three to six rep range, you know, I'm throwing up anywhere between, you know, 245 to 265, uh, just, you know, depending on the day. Um, but, you know, bench is one of the very few lists that, that I do during the week. Um, you know, I, I focus on a lot of the big ones, you know, squat, uh, power press, um, power cleans, you know, just everything like that. Um, doing a very diverse group of lifts. Um, and, you know, I, I, I love being in the weight room. It's, you know, directly translates to the field. So. Now let's stay on the field there. We talk about it and I looked up some numbers on you getting into your junior season and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Cause there's, just because it's on the internet doesn't make it true, brother. I get that. But posting a 4.46 time on the 40-yard dash, a 4.21 time in the shuttle, 
in a 36-30 to 30 vertical leap. How much have you improved from that number coming into your senior year? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, I actually – I hear those numbers and I, I almost cringe a little bit because, you know, I, I know for a fact that I'm better than that. Um, you know, w with the, the laser being out there, you know, first time, um, you know, at the opening, uh, I, I'm very confident um, that, you know, I've, I've improved those times. Um, you know, 5-10-5, vertical, um, you know, 40-yard dash, I, I, I have no question, um, you know, that th those times are a, a little more promising um, than they were a year ago. Now, when you look at it, and again, looking at the articles, man, and, and how humbled are you? Because I talked to you on Friday, and even I, I was at lunch today with, a, with one of the running backs at Somerville. We actually went over and had something to eat, and he asked me if I had a chance to talk to you. I said, yeah. He said, man, I'm going to tell you something. That guy, he talked to me like we had known each other for years, man. He, he, he bragged about you being humble, you being grounded, and, and you mentioned Jesus Christ, and God bless you for that because that is the head of this company as well. How has it been? How hard has it been there in Matthews, North Carolina, and just in the country, man, because you're getting on this show. We're down in Charleston, South Carolina, but I know you've done a lot of TV and radio, man. How have you been able to keep it grounded, keep it all together, and stay as humble as you have been? Yes, sir. You know, I, I have uh, such a great support cast um, at, at home with me in my town. Um, you know, these people have believed in me since, since day one, and that's really what, you know, keeps me on the ground, you know, keep, keeps my feet down. Um, realizing that I, I wouldn't be where I am today without, you know, every single one of them. You know, so many people played a role um, in, in my journey, um, the, the biggest one being Jesus Christ. Uh, just the, the attributes, the things he's given me, the, the path that he's led me on, um, you know, it's, it's just such a blessing. I, I, I sit back sometimes and I, I just I thank him for all that he's done um, because, you know, he can take it away from me in, in one second. Uh, I, I know that football is, you know, not, not my calling. Um, you know, I, I have such a bigger calling than that, and, you know, Jesus Christ has told me that. So you know, I'm, I'm just going to continue on that path, uh, you know, that he, he leads me on. You know, listen to my parents. Um, you know, my, my older brother, he's been such a great role model for me. And uh, just continue to remind myself that I wouldn't be where I'm at without everybody around me. And, I, you know, I couldn't have done it um, on my own. Now, it says here, uh, as we're live right now with the man, and I'm telling you, five-star all around on and off the field, but he's also the number one all-purpose back of the country, Will Shipley. He's heading to Clemson when he's done with the senior season. But looking at some more numbers here, 2,066 rushing yards, 582 receiving yards, and you scored 30 tu 38 touchdowns on the offense. Man, by the way, you threw a couple of touchdowns as well. Uh, is there anything you don't do over there? <laughs> Oh, no, that's that's one thing I love, you know, about Weddington High School. Coach Capone um, is, you know, he, he really just, you know, puts me out there, um, you know, and, you know, we just – we have such a great offense, you know, great thing, and it, it really directly translates to, to Clemson and what they do. Um, I, I love being versatile, being able to, you know, be moved from slot to, to running back to, to, like you said, you know, quarterback here and there. Um, you know, I, I just love doing it all. I love the game of football. So, you know, anywhere I can help the team out, um, you know, that, that's what I'm going to do. Now, of course, I had a chance to look at your commitment video, and, and, and I'm going to tell my age, and I'm sure Dad's sitting there and Mom's sitting there, and I know Eugene's sitting there uh, here in the, in, in the booth with me. But when you, when you see you guys that are making these, I mean, you're, you're by the way, you're, your commitment video is just as impressive as some of the runs I've seen. Where does this come from, man, as far as you saying, hey, it ain't just about me. Kind of give me the rundown. Where does this commitment video and the background for this thing come from? Yeah, so um, it's really just all over my town. You know, the, the places are very sentimental to me. Um, you know, one of them was WCWA, where I, I grew up playing Pop Warner. 
Um, you know, the other one was the, the high school locker room, um, you know, that, that I've been in since freshman year. So, you know, just things like that, you know, the, the video d- did mean a lot to me. And actually the, the guy that did the video for me um, is, you know, partnered or connected with the guy that I've been training with since, since middle school, uh, who's, who's played a huge part in my journey. So, you know, th- that, that video, you know, obviously it shows, you know, where I'm going, my future, but um, has a lot of sentimental value to, you know, my family and I and um, my journey, how I've gotten to where I am. Now, we talk about all the, uh, the highs and lows and, and things like that. Kind of give us a, a moment. What's been the toughest moment, you know, for maybe a hurdle you had to jump that tested your character, that tested, you know, am I, am I the real deal or what do I need to do? What do I need to get through? But what has been one of those moments up until this coming up season that you've had to really push through? Yeah, I, I think not so much on the field, but, but off the field. You know, God throws obstacles at you all the time, um, you know, hurdles that, that you got to get over. And, you know, one of the biggest messages that, you know, I, I always take away from the great book is that, um, you know, he's never going to throw something at you that you can't handle. So I, I think just having to deal with relationships um, as well as school and then go to football practice, have homework to do. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I've really been thrown such a large obstacle um, but just the, the constant attention um, that I may not be able to focus on this or that, uh, just having to kind of move myself around um, in order to please everybody that deserves to be pleased in my life. That's really been something that's, that's been hard for me and I've had to figure out in the past, uh, you know, past year, I'd say, uh, as, you know, I've gained a little bit more recognition, attention. Um, it's just how to kind of, you know, give myself around and, you know, treat everybody right. We're live right now with the five-star All-American running back. Of course, uh, he is number one in the country. Will Shipley joins us right now from Matthew, North Carolina, where we were at, by the way, on Friday as we visited up for the Carolina Experience Prep Football Showcase. Will there supporting his teammates and a fellow friends from other teams. And that's the cool thing about being an athlete. We're all one family. And, again, you know, as Dabo is going to say, and I know you've already adapted, you probably got a few shirts that says all in, and you can see that you were all in. I saw you fist bumping a few dudes. You had your mask on. Dad had his mask on. You know, what did you think overall when you looked at this, this experience up there that these guys put together? And I know you've done the Rivals camps and a few other camps along the way, but this time instead of participating, you kind of got to be a spectator here. What was your thoughts overall in a camp that came to your backyard? Yeah, no, I think it's great that, um, you know, Jabril, Carolina Exposure is getting kids out there, um, you know, in front of coaches to, to just to get out there and compete. Um, you know, a lot of these kids haven't been able to do anything for, for months and months. Um, and, you know, that, that takes a big toll on you not only physically but mentally as well. So to give the kids an avenue, um, you know, to get out and, you know, like I said, compete, uh, you know, was a huge thing. And then for them to also abide by, you know, all the regulations and rules, have masks on, you know, avoid – um, you know, touching, you know, throwing up a fist rather than, you know, dapping someone up, um, you know, social distancing as, you know, as best as they can. Uh, you know, that's, that's such a huge deal to kind of be one of the first, um, you know, people to, to do that organization to, you know, do something like that. People will be able to watch that and follow them, see how they did it. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a, a great first step. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. We were actually at one in Columbia about a month before getting to this one uh, this past weekend, and I thought both of them did a great job. That many kids, and by the way, holy moly, that facility, that complex is uh, state-of-the-art. It's better than some of the stadiums I get a chance to visit when I do my radio games on Friday night. So that's a a really nice place 
to get it done. The breeze was blowing in. It was kind of fooling us with the heat because it was actually a little hotter than it felt because of the breeze. But, you know, when you look at everything, and I've heard guys compare you to a certain guy. You probably have heard of this guy over there with the Carolina Panthers. But is there a guy, is there somebody in the NFL that you kind of look at, you kind of always kind of said, I, I'm not going to say you want to be like him because I always believe be yourself. But has there been anybody that you kind of looked up to at the next level and, and kind of mirrored yourself and maybe your, your style of running? Yeah, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm going to take the the obvious answer that, that everyone says. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey is someone I've looked up to since, you know, his, his playing days, um, you know, back in high school in Colorado. Um, I've, I've watched every clip, um, you know, of, of tape on YouTube, Huddle, you know, everything that I can find of his to, to try to, you know, incorporate it into my game, um, you know, not only on the field, but also off the field. He's, he's such a great, you know, role model for me. Um, and, you know, kind of just to have that relationship to, you know, look up to someone, you know, that I can try to follow in his footsteps. But like you said, at the same time, um, still be Will Shipley, still be me, uh, not be the next Christian McCaffrey, but take some things that he does, move it into my game. And then, you know, eventually the goal is to, you know, be the best of all time and, and be better than him. We're live right now with the five-star number one back in the state of North Carolina, but also around the country. He's committed to the Clemson Tigers. That's Mr. Will Shipley joins us here for the final few minutes of an impressive interview. Will, I know you've done this many a times, or either you're just a gifted young man who speaks extremely well. You answer all the questions. It's like uh, you would have thought I'd given you the questions before the test, but not the case, right? This is our second conversation. The first one was on Friday, and here we are tonight on a Sunday evening chalking it up. Have you had a chance to meet Christian McCaffrey, though? I mean, I know a lot of times – these athletes like to get out and about, and you being that close to the Panthers organization, have you had a chance to, to, to fist bump the guy and maybe pop a few questions to him? Yes, sir. You know, I've been very fortunate um, to have spoken with him over social media, you know, met him in real life. Um, you know, I've actually gotten the opportunity to, uh, to work out with him. Um, you know, so just to be able to compare myself, you know, see where he's at, and, you know, for him to be able to, you know, coach me up, you know, just, just the little things. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm very blessed, um, you know, I thank God every day for, for what he's given me. And that's one of the things that I, you know, especially thank him for is, is that relationship with Christian and, you know, him just, you know, being that role model for me. So, and I've gotten, I've gotten a chance to meet him. I'm very grateful for it. Um, you know, and then that relationship is, you know, something I always cherish. Now, Will, you've got a lot of success, man, and you're handling it as good as I've seen any young man. And that's a lot. Not only, by the way, you've got to go to school, you've got to keep your grades up. And I know that you're a top scholar in your uh, school over there as well. How much attention have you brought to the community? Have you noticed, you know, again, I know you're out outside of Charlotte, but yet your community, very tight-lipped, very good at, at loving one another. But have you seen an influx of, of guys like myself or other media guys have come through and conversation have you had that's helped not only bring, and here's what I tell people all the time, you want your dudes next to you to be awesome because they're going to bring other dudes in. They're going to bring, of course, more attention to your program. How much have you helped not only the school, but the community surrounded by your school with the attention you're getting? Yeah, you know, I, I I like to think that I've um you know helped it in a, in a good way um you know especially uh, along the lines of helping my teammates some other guys in the county get recruiting um you know that's one thing that there never really was before me is you know coaches coming in you know every every week here and there um but and I I feel like you know since I've I've gained a little bit, bit of attention um as well as some other guys in the county you know Gavin Blackwell um you know out of Sun Valley um you know just 
just that that kind of stuff plays a huge role because we got coaches flowing in, you know, getting attention, then along the lines of recruiting and, you know, talking to reporters here and there. Uh, you know, since about my sophomore year, that's been, you know, at, at a very, very high rate. Um, you know, since I've committed, it's actually gone down, which has been nice. But, you know, I, I, I always like to think that I've, you know, helped the community in a good way, and I'm, I'm going to continue to do that, um, you know, as, as long as I can. And this is uh, Coach Eugene. I didn't have a chance to speak with you uh, personally on, on Friday because, you know, Richie was handling that, and I was over checking out some of the receivers. Um, speaking of receivers, there's a, a very tall gentleman on, on your team uh, who, who did well at the camp. And uh, what can you tell us about him? I actually didn't catch his name. Uh, he was out wearing, uh, I think, a Tennessee beanie uh, during his workouts, which I thought was it was something to see considering there's 114 degrees on that field. But uh, what can you tell us about this young man other than obvious? I mean, he was really tall. He could really run well, and uh, he seemed to have some pretty good hands. Yeah, no, Brooks, uh, his name is Brooks. He's a great kid. Yeah, that's one thing we always bug him for is he's always got that beanie on. <laughs> Doesn't matter how hot it is, uh, if it's raining, you know, this or that, he's he's always got it on. But no, Brooks is a great kid. You know, um, he he works hard. He's you know he's there. Um, I think you know there's a couple of things that he's got to work on from um, you know a standpoint of on the field. Uh, you know, just the little things that you know that that's going to all come together. But you know, he's got a huge potential. Um, you know, he's his potential goes through the roof. You know, being so big, he can he can run. His routes are crisp. Got great hands. Um, I, I think he's got a really good chance to go play Division One football. Um, you know, some somewhere good. Who you know, whoever gets him is going to be a, a lucky football team. Uh, and we'll just see kind of how it goes. He's he's still a youngin, so uh, you know, see how his recruiting picks up. Hopefully, we get to play this season. He gets some good film, and then um, you know, I I think he's definitely going to you know be a Power Five D one football player. Yeah, and actually, uh, when you were there, I think actually when you started to walk away, he was finishing up some of the reps on the closest field, you know, to where the parents were sitting and whatnot. And uh, a guy uh, that I know personally, uh, Will Helms, uh, went over to him and said, hey, man, we got to go. So it sounds like, did you guys have a practice? Your first practice was after that camp? Um, no, we, we didn't have a practice. I'm, I'm sure Brooks probably had another workout. Um, you know, he's, he's here and there always, always got something to do. Um, and he's, you know, he's really been perfecting his craft the past year and a half, you know, really just – started focusing in um you know so I'm, I'm sure will was bringing them to a you know a workout or you know something of that kind maybe some sat or act prep you know, I, I know i know wilhelm dabbles in that so yeah no doubt he's actually a good buddy of mine but um so so tell us about some other uh horses you got on the team there i mean it, it's so funny because uh, you know i was talking with a coach who coached against you last year in the playoffs he actually took the job down here in charleston south carolina at james island I'm just going to read you a quick uh, thing of what he said, and then I'm going to let you respond. And then uh, if you could just talk to us for for about, about two minutes about some of the other guys in your team. He says, anyway, this is from Coach McCoy. He says, I coached against him during the 2017 uh, North Carolina High School State Playoffs. At the time, his brother was the starting quarterback. Will Shipley was the real deal then and still is. Hands down, one of the best athletes I've seen carry the ball on the high school level, period. Yeah, you know that's uh, that's a blessing that you know someone would would speak on me like that. Um, and I, I actually remember that game freshman year. Uh, you know Hunter Hutt's playoff. 
I, I was absolutely psyched. It was actually one of my best games, you know, freshman year. So I'm, I'm sure that probably helped out a little bit um, <laughs> why he was speaking such kind words. But, you know, I, I do appreciate that. You know, if he's tuning in or, or listening to this a little bit later, thank you. Um, and then, you know, just to kind of, you know, move along and talk about some of the guys on our, our football team. You know, we've got a great quarterback, you know, somebody who's a, he's such a great leader. Got a couple offers here and there. Um, biggest one probably being Dayton. Um, you know, from from running back standpoint, Kyle Parsons, Trey Gordon, two guys that, you know, kind of back me up. They're both great. Um, you know, whenever I need a break, you know, I, I got no worries. Coach Capone has no worries because they're always in there grinding, getting, you know, getting the yards, breaking touchdowns here and there. And then our offensive line, we're actually returning four. And um, we got a James Easterling coming up and, and going to start for us. Uh, they, they're all great kids. Right tackle just committed to Davidson, Austin Pronk. Um, moved in from Alabama uh, last year. Um, wide receiver, we got, uh, you know, King Tud is what we call him. Um, Cambridge Tuttle is his real name. Dad played for Clemson, actually, on the national championship team. Um, and, you know, he's such a great athlete. He can absolutely move. And on the defensive side of the ball, we got two stellar defensive ends. One's actually moving to outside linebacker, Joe Zabostowski, who was out there with, uh, with some green gloves. Don't know if you guys saw him. And Cole Wiseman, um, you know, they both got a handful of offers. And then you know, to kind of end it off, two stud, um, you know, cornerbacks uh, with Jalen Newman and Bryson Parker. Um, Bryson actually just committed to Richmond. Um, we're so happy for him, so proud of him, you know, all, all the work he's put in. And then Jalen's got a big decision coming up for him with, uh, with some pretty big-time offers. Just got one from UNCC. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see where they go. And uh, also very just blessed and happy that, you know, that I get to share the field with them. Man, I tell you what, we're live right now with the uh, number one running back in the country, y'all. Of course, that is Will Shipley, committed to the Clemson Tigers. He's going to finish it all up over there in Matthews, North Carolina, at Weddington High School, where they are going for, I believe he said, number four. Is that right, number four? Three in a row, but number four total. Yes, sir. There you go. So there you go, three in a row, but we're looking for four total. But that being said, we're just praying, we're hoping, we're optimistic that football is going to be in the fall. And, again, let me ask you this. This is the final thing. If by chance, if by chance that they move football from the fall to January, which a lot of – I don't know what North Carolina yet. We do have Reginald Walker, Jr., who's a big part of our show up there in Charlotte that does a lot here with us. Does that affect you in any way? Do you ride or die with your guys in January? Or like you mentioned here at this camp, man, realistically, you know, long-time life insurance-wise, you got to do you. And I understand that, and I think your coaches do. But – does that affect you at all, whether they play in the fall or in the uh, in the winter months? Yeah, you know that, that's going to be a pretty uh, you know big decision for my family and I. Um, you know, like you said, I, I ride and die with my with my Weddington boys. Um, you know, they've they've gotten me where I am today. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I I want to have a great you know a great future, and I think enrolling early will give me a huge step forward. You know, getting to know the playbook, the offense, uh, getting to know you know Coach Elliott uh, on a different level. Um, you know, so I haven't put too much thought, you know, into it and I'm, I'm not going to until they do make a, you know, a final decision, but you know, it, it will be a, a big discussion for my family and I, um, you know, to, to decide that. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. I, I can't give you a solid answer right now. So, you know, I apologize about that. No, nah, man, I'm gonna tell you what, dad, I know he's sitting there with you, man, but if this guy doesn't get in the business, he needs to get in the business of radio because he's got a good voice. He's very clear. He's very direct. And, you sound like uh, you've been doing this for a little while. So, uh, first of all, I want to thank you and your mom and dad and your family for allowing us to interview you here tonight. I want to thank, the, uh, of course, the guys and girls over there at uh, Weddington High School for allowing this to happen. Of course, Clemson 
as well. Everybody who had a piece of this to say, hey, that's cool. You got it. Get in here and do it. You did a five-star job. Why not? You're a five-star running back, and you are the number one running back in the country. Of course, uh, Will Shipley uh, wrapping it up here with us in our number one. Will, thank you so much. We wish you the best here, whether it be now or, or a little bit later. And the only thing we ask you to do is reach out to some of your dudes, some of those guys that you battle with on Friday night. Send them to us. I want them on the radio, man. I want to get to know you guys over there in uh, Matthew, North Carolina, over there at Wedding High School, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. My pleasure is mine, sir. Thank you very much. As we say, so long, farewell. We'll pull up the bus, and we'll head back in towards the Columbia area. Excuse me, not Columbia. We're not going to Columbia yet. Uh, we're going to head to South Point, over at Rock Hill, before we get to Columbia and check in with uh, Coach Holloman as uh, we, uh, we head into our number two. Guys, don't go anywhere. This is Southern Sports Central. Again, a big, huge thank you to Will Shipley and his entire family, to the entire Weddington High School group and Clemson University for allowing us to interview such a five-star guy. We'll be right back. This is Southern Sports Central. Coming up next, we head over to Rock Hill, where South Point's own head football coach, Holloman, will join us next. And welcome back, everybody. Hour one, like that, in the books on a Sunday night here. Of course, this is the first Sunday of August, which means it's another day closer to the kickoff of high school Friday night lights. And we started off with uh, a guest who has done some big things, and he hadn't even hit a senior year. He's got, of course, his college career, and that is Will Shipley, the running back, number one running back of the country, heading to Clemson. South Carolina State for the Tigers, so we figured, well, not go out and get us another big-time name to follow up behind him. Of course, that's uh, going to be heading now to Rock Hill, where we get to South Point High School. Now, this gentleman, I believe, grew up in Charlotte, but I know he played his college days for the Gamecocks. He played for the Dallas Cowboys, but he's been giving it back to the community ever since. God bless him for being a head football coach in high school, and I'm hoping this is who's on hold with us. And let me go down to the hotlines and say good afternoon, Coach Holloman. Welcome to Southern Sports Central. We might not have him yet. Eugene, I'm going to bring you up. I think he's trying to get in here. But uh, great interview there by Will Shipley. We'll have to give him another five-star entrance there when Coach Holloman joins us. But uh, what a great young man. Folks, I mean, amazing. I I think he handled every question as good as I could ever imagine. He did. Uh, As soon as 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 he went to break, I was thinking to myself, you know, how in the world – I mean, I I know the answer, but how in the world does Coach uh, Sweeney keep landing these – not only five-star athletes, but this kid's got a five-star brain, personality, you know, uh, uh, character. You think that fans? I'm just sitting there thinking that it's got to be, you know, because so many times, you know, sometimes some schools or some coaches will take a five-star athlete who might have some issues in the bag. You know, that there are plenty of five-star guys out there, five-star young men playing the sport who just don't have the talent to go to the next level. How do you keep handing so many of these five-star? Uh, athletes with five-star character and, and drive, man. And, you know, it was amazing listening to the guy. He sounds a lot older than 17, 18 years old, doesn't he? No, he definitely does. Let me ask you, what was the one thing that, that you kind of picked up on him that you kind of were like, wow, well, actually, let's do that. Let's hold that thought because we do now need to head to the Temp Farm Hotline. And we just pulled up to South Point there in Rock Hill, South Carolina, where we now will be joined by Coach 
Holloman. Devontae Holloman joins us, of course. As I mentioned just moments ago, I believe he grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know he's a Gamecock. I know he's a Dallas Cowboy. But I also know he's doing it big over there at South Point. So without further ado, for the first, hopefully, of many, I welcome in Coach Holloman to the show. What's up, Coach? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a blessing, man. I love it. I love to see you guys uh, giving back after you finish high school and college and some pro ball. You're coming back here. And, by the way, you got some big dudes over there. But before we get into those guys, Coach, let's talk about you and uh, everything that you bring uh, to the show here tonight along with what you're doing over there at South Point, Coach. Uh, am I right by saying Charlotte, North Carolina? Is that where we grew up there in high school? Yes, sir. I was born in Charlotte. Um, actually went to Independence High School for my freshman and junior year um, and then transferred to South Point High School my senior year um, and graduated um, from South Point. Yeah, I think that's got to be kind of a neat story in itself. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a minute. Then you pick to go to a place that we're all familiar with here uh, in the state of South Carolina, the, by the way, University of South Carolina, the Gamecocks. Uh, back then, kind of give us uh, – and I know you had a lot of guys coming after you back in your days because you were quite the baller coming out of high school. Uh, what about the Gamecocks that you liked? And kind of talk about that coaching staff that I guess kind of won you over. Um. I, you know, coming out, I knew I wanted to play in the SEC. Um, during that time, SEC was um, probably the most dominant conference uh, for the span of about eight years, I'll say. Um, so I knew I wanted to play in the SEC. Um, as I started taking my visits um, to a couple of different schools, um, my parents kind of, um, you know, showed me early that if I went further away from home, it would be harder for them to kind of get to the game. So, um, distance became a factor. And, you know, I knew I wanted to play SEC. I knew I wanted to stay close to home. And um, South Carolina kind of presented those things. But it really wasn't until I um, started talking to um, Coach Ellis Johnson a little bit more that I, you know, really started to fall in love with the staff, started falling in love with the campus, and eventually made my choice, um, you know, probably the best choice uh, for my future and it led me to where I am now. We're live right now as we've got the bus pulled up over there at South Point High School for a virtual tour in Rock Hill, South Carolina, with a big-time Gamecock guy who did some big things there in that Garnet Black. Devontae Holloman joins us here on the show talking uh, not only about the high school where he's the head coach, but we're talking about what led him point or back to South Point. Because, again, he finished off his senior year there playing on the same field that he's coaching on now. Then I believe it was the sixth round, is that right there, drafted there and, and got to do it with the Dallas Cowboys, one of the most famous stars, of course, one of the most famous logo helmets in, in the NFL there. Kind of tell us a little bit about draft day, if you don't mind. Um, the draft process in general is a, a nerve-wracking process. Um, you know, it's like the, it's like a job interview, um, only that they, they're testing you on your size, your speed, um, your mental, your people skills, and a lot of different things. So the, the draft process was a stress in itself, um, you know, just the not knowing, um, you know, where or when. Um, when I finally got the call, um, I was thankful for the Cowboys for giving me opportunity and uh, went in and gave them all. Man, that had to be a pretty cool deal because whether you're you're growing up a Cowboy fan or not, man, you know the history, right? I mean, there's like the Yankees in baseball, the Cowboys in football, and there's other teams around other sports, but that's just kind of one of those logos that, that, that just kind of sticks out to you. Now let's go back to the high school where you're the head football coach of South Point, and, man, the dudes that you guys uh, – it's kind of like a pipeline to the NFL, by the way, and we can sit here and go through some of the big names that uh, have come through the school along with yourself, if you don't mind, Coach, but – you know, how much have you utilized your time in college to your time in the NFL and what it took and what it's taken 
to kind of teach these young men because everybody I talked to from your school, which we met a wide receiver, I believe he's committed to the Gamecocks. I mean, this kid was a gentleman way uh, as we could ever imagine off the field, on the field. I mean, the kid just had the it factor. Um, it's, a, it's a process, man, um, you know, taking the things that I've learned, like you said, on the field and off the field and, and, and just trying to um, instill them in, in, in the boys today um, and set them up to be successful, um, men and football players. Um, you know, with the football aspect, you know, I, I have played a lot of football and, and have learned some different schemes and things, but really just trying to simplify it and, and not overcomplicate it for the kids, um, make it simple um, for them to learn and, and line up and execute. Um, and then off the field, um, like you said, I've been a lot of places and, and dealt with a lot of different types of, of people. And I think that's the beauty of the game, um, you know, putting you uh, in a locker room with people from different types of backgrounds and, and just learning how to deal with people, talk to people, um, and, and, you know, just deal with life circumstances. So, um, you know, I'm proud of um, especially the senior classes, upcoming 2021 class, just the growth that they made um, in a year um, personally. Uh, but then all of my kids, you know, adapting to me, learning to change, um, you know, to my coaching style um, and accepting me for who I am as a coach and um, us kind of working together to get them where they want to go at the end of the day. We're checking in right now as we're parked the bus in here in Rock Hill, South Carolina, South Point High School, and to all points driven here, uh, you know, they talk about a foundation, Coach. How cool is it? You guys are part of that foundation. I look at the, the class that you graduated with, Coach, there, and you walk these halls, and I know that you and I both have the same probably feelings, man. When I get out of here, I ain't coming back. Did you did you ever think not only are you coming back, you coming back to coach the same game that you helped pour that uh, huge foundation to the team that we all know is a very powerful team there up there in Rock Hill at South Point? Honestly, it, it never crossed my mind. Uh, but, you know, I am glad. I am thankful to be back. Um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a home feeling. Um, you know, it's crazy. A lot of the teachers, uh, you know, there are a lot of teachers that are still in the building that were here when I when I graduated, um, and also there are a lot of coaches on my staff who um, coached me when I was in high school. So, um, you know, we're surrounded by good people inside our school building, and and everybody knows the history of South Point High School. Um, you know, I think that that senior high school, that 018, 09 team that I played on was, you know, arguably I argue anybody, you know, one of the best high school football teams in the in the, in the state. Um, during that time, and, and I'll say to this day, um, but then, you know, a couple of years later, you have another group come through, um, you know, win another state championship. Um, then Greg Ruff, Nick McLeod, those guys come through. Uh, DeMar, uh, Darion Kendrick, um, you know, we, we just had a, a list of really great players, um, and, and our coaches have done a great job, talent that we have locally, um, and manifesting it and trying to get kids to see the bigger picture and, and go on, uh, you know, to their college careers or wherever they're going in life. So, uh, you know, to be a part of the foundation, to be back, um, you know, is a great feeling, and, and I love South Point. We're live right now with South Point's own Devontae Holloman, former Gamecock, former Dallas Cowboy, and current head football coach up there in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Coach, you know, there's so many times. I grew up in Myrtle Beach. I went to Sockasty, and, you know, the excuse was always, well, we got the beach right here. We got all this distraction. Well, last time I checked, Rock Hill to Charlotte, North Carolina, or a few other great places around Rock Hill, not that very far, but yet you guys, don't use that as an excuse, or if you do, it doesn't matter because you guys find ways to win. How do you guys keep the guys focused and keep them hungry and keep them winning when you got all that distraction outside of that campus as somebody like a Myrtle Beach or maybe another place down here in Charleston would have the distractions? How do you keep them focused and hungry and winning? 
um, it's it's a it's a fight daily, just like anybody else. Um, trying to get them to lock in and understand that you know you only get an opportunity once to play high school football, and and that it flies by really fast. Um, you know, I, I I think back to you know my freshman year, and then you know I, I felt like I blinked and I was graduating high school. So um, just trying to get them to understand the importance of every day, um, not only on the field but off the field as well. You know, uh, don't take things for granted. Um, you get this opportunity once, and and like I said, you know we harp on it every day. I mean, our kids do, they listen and they understand what we say and where we come from because, you know, a lot of our coaches, like I said, have been on staff and, and been a part of six state championship teams, if not more. Um, some of them have played. So, you know, our kids understand that our coaches know what we're talking about and uh, we, we try not to lead them in the wrong direction. And, uh, you know, it's just a simple communication to keep harping on it every day, um, getting better every day. On with a legend here in the state of South Carolina from his days in high school right there in the same place he's called home on Friday night. On the sidelines, unfortunately, he can't get on the field. I'm sure there's a few times he's jumped on, and they've had to pull him back a little bit over there at South Point. Coach uh, Devontae Holloman joins us here on a Sunday night, on the first Sunday of August, as we're getting a little closer to high school football. Before we talk about this big team coming back, Coach, and I know you got another big season ahead of you, and I know the expectations never change, and it's state championship is always at the top of that list. But when you were at South Carolina, was there a guy besides you, or who was your closest go-to guy at practice that you would – either go after as far as he would challenge you the most or you leaned on it and kind of give me after that somebody in your days at Dallas, because I know that D, you know, those guys were kidnapped on the defense as well. Um, uh, you're talking about the South Carolina days, man, it really wasn't one person. Um, you, you look at the group of players that we had um, come through South Carolina at that time, um, you know, offense and defense. And honestly, our, our practices were, um, you know, sometimes harder than the games. Um, you know, you think about uh, Stephon Gilmore guarding Alshon Jeffrey in practice or, or having to tackle Marcus Lattimore in practice and our O-line trying to block Clowney and Melvin Ingram during practice. Or, you know, it, you know, just the matchups in practice were so tough um, that the game sometimes became easy. So it, it's hard to pin, pinpoint one person. Uh, we all pushed each other. And it, honestly, the juice or, or you know, the – the energy could have came from anybody on any given day. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, we, we all kind of fed off of each other. Um, when I, when I went up, when I moved on to the NFL, um, honestly, the, the two people that I kind of, you know, really looked up to the most, one being Sean Lee, um, you know, I was new to the position playing linebacker and he kind of took me under his wing and, um, you know, taught me and, and showed me what I, you know, some things that I was doing wrong and how I could do them better. Um, and then the other person um, is actually Jason Whitten, um, you know, somebody that I lined up against in practice every day. And, you know, as we competed against each other, um, I learned that his way of teaching was beating you. <laughs> so, you know, he didn't like to lose and uh, neither did I. So, uh, you know, we, while we went at it during practice, there were conversations after practice where, he, you know, he told me that, uh, you know, ways that I could do better and, and things that I could keep working on to get better. So those, those couple people um, at the NFL level helped me. Live right now as we're checking in, of course, right up there in the big city of Rock Hill. Rock Thrill, for those who know the city well, of course, uh, you can't talk Rock Hill without South Point. You can't do that without talking about their head football coach, Devontae Holloman. He played his days there. Now he's coaching his ways through there. You know, uh, Coach, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, Jarrell King lives down here. He plays for the Gamecocks, big offensive lineman. He came on the show a while back. He actually does some stuff with us on a regular basis. But I surprised him with Eric Norwood, and, and it was very funny because, you know, when you get you two guys or any of you guys together that play together, it, it's almost going back to a reunion. 
you know, do you have that opportunity to get a guy like you mentioned? I think one of the best guys still playing the game up there in New England uh, who's from that same area. Do you ever have that opportunity to get some of these guys that you play with to come on campus to talk to some of these kids about putting in that work to get it done and what it's going to take to get to the next level? Uh, yeah, you know, I would have loved to have it this this off season, but um, you know, COVID kind of put a, a wrench in my plans. But um, our kids actually, man, they they train with these guys locally when they're home. Um, so, you know, we do have a, a you know a couple of different guys that come back and speak. Um, you know, South Point alum, uh, but you know, right now I, I haven't had Gilmore yet. He was coming, but uh, COVID kind of threw a wrench in that plan. All right, we mentioned COVID. Let's get into this high school conversation. You're here in the state of South Carolina, but you literally probably can run out of your house, make a left or a right, and jump over that line pretty quick comparatively to everybody else into the state of North Carolina. But have you ever imagined something like this? And we've been blessed, Coach, to have a lot of our state coaches. One of those is Perry Parks, a good friend of yours as well, who has his own thoughts and opinions of everything. But but what I guess what's your mindset getting into this? I know the frustration has got to be in because you guys haven't – been able to be consistent since what March or even let's go back into February really because I think March was kind of a wash as well but what's your thought getting into this and, and do you think we finally get to kick this thing off on the 11th of September um my thoughts on it man uh you know really and honestly what I keep saying is it, re- it really doesn't matter what we think uh you know I'm glad I'm not a decision maker um during this time because who's to say uh right is right and, and wrong is wrong um, you know, it's just something that we we never we've never dealt with. So the unknown scares people. Um, you know, and 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 there's a lot that we still don't know. Um, you know, but there's one thing that I do know is, you know, we have to we have to protect our kids. Um, Safety is always first. Um, so you know, whatever guidelines come out um, with, with with sports and whatever we have to do, um, you know, we have to adapt. You know, that's something that I, I teach as a coach. Um, you know, how do you respond to the things that life throws at you? And and that's what we've done on our end. Um, which is, you know, keep safety first um, and just, you know, make the best of what we can do. Um, our kids have been working out since June 15th, um, and thank God we've had, you know, no cases of COVID on our watch. Um, you know, the kids are buying into, you know, what we're trying to do as a staff, a training staff, a coaching staff to keep them safe. Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's really all we can do right now is adapt until we figure out what the new normal is. Coach, with that, that being said, how much have you had contact? How much of your position? Because you've been the head coach. Delegation is A1A. It's got to be on the front line. I, I, I believe that at least from where I stand, again, making sure your position coaches are in position, be it on the football field or on the phones. How much communication have you guys and, and, and utilized this whole new thing that we call, of course, uh, Zoom, right? I think that's the hottest stock going right now in, in the country. But have you stayed in touch with these guys weekly, daily, monthly, uh, kind of give us the feedback of what success have you seen to stay in touch with your young athletes? Uh, we Zoom met during the quarantine, probably uh, right when spring football would have kicked off, so the month of May. Uh, we probably met about once a week, um, you know, via Zoom. But um, honestly, man, I'm blessed to have the coaching staff that I do. Uh, my coaches work and, and, and truly make life easy on me as a head coach and you know, I really don't have to repeat myself much. You know, if I if I give clear instruction, clear direction, um, you know, my coaches take it and they do that. They do their job. So, um, you know, it, it's been a process. You know, I ain't gonna say a struggle, but it's been a process to get the information on. Hey, what what can we do? Uh, what are we gonna do? And then how are we gonna do that? And and, and once we figure out, um, you know, how how to do things uh, within the guidelines that were given, 
Um, you know, I, I trust my coaching staff to to handle you know their position group, their, their group of kids, and um, help me as as we as we work through all of this together. So um, again, I'm blessed to have a great coaching staff, man, that I trust and love, and 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 I feel like they trust and love me, and we work together to get through this whole thing and the quarantine, the 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 first phase of workouts with, with small groups. Um, you know, I honestly can't thank my coaching staff and my training staff enough um, for the work that they've done um, through all of this. We're live right now, and we're hanging out up there on the campus at South Point virtually doing one of those virtual tours around Rock Hill as uh, their head football coach, Devontae Holloman. You guys would remember his days with the Gamecocks. If you're up there in the upstate or you're around the state of South Carolina, you know his days as a, uh, as a senior up there just lighting it up, making uh, headlines from game to game. Of course, he played for the Cowboys, and now he's running the program, running it on a Friday night regular basis. Coach, you talk about – your coaches, let's talk about your dudes, and let's go back to 2019. Kind of recap us a little bit. Give us some big names, some guys that aren't there anymore. Show some love to those guys, and then let's turn the page and, and look ahead a little bit uh, during the final segment, or at least this uh, interview. Uh, man, we're really going to miss uh, Ron Terrius Aldridge, our All-State D-lineman, Trombo D-lineman. Um, you know, he, he brought a lot of energy and leadership to our team, and also – um, you know, probably had the, the highest, one of the highest motors on our team and on our defense last season. Uh, we also miss our, our leading tackler from last season, Chauncey Massey, uh, who could do it all, uh, play in the secondary, play linebacker. We'd even put him at defensive end sometimes. And, and I, I can't tell you enough how much, uh, you know, how, how many big plays that he made. Uh, we'll also miss um, on the offensive side a lot of our old linemen. Uh, we did graduate three starters on the, o, on the OL. Um, and our starting quarterback from last year, Talik Steele, uh, we'll definitely miss him and Quay Chambers, our running back. But, um, you know, we did have um, six sophomores start on varsity last year. So, um, you know, we had a really good mixture of seniors, uh, juniors, and sophomores last season. Even had one freshman start last year. So um, we do return some guys in some spots. And uh, we did have a couple kids move in that I think are really going to help us out um, for inside in 2021 season. This is Coach Benton there. Coach, uh, quick question. So I know uh, the, the lines for the schools up there in Rock Hill uh, or York County keep kind of getting moved and massaged around and redrawn. Uh, I know for you, you know, and, and the teams you played on and the commitments and the connections you made up there, you know, you're kind of a, a big guy, so to speak, and an important guy. You know, what do you, what do, you do or, or you and your staff do to kind of reach out to some of the younger guys in the middle school system? Uh, do you guys – are you all involved with that? Do you, do you have any of the middle school coaches coming to you guys that you guys give them clinics? I mean, that's kind of the new hot thing is uh, for these high school programs to kind of go out and start training up the younger guys, you know, at least in the middle school system to get them ready to come in and play for them? Uh, we're blessed that our, our feeder middle schools uh, have, a, have a group of coaches that they do a great job, you know, either A, bringing them to us uh, when they can or, or B, inviting us over to talk to them when we can. So um, we have had contact with our with our rising, you know, ninth graders, our middle schoolers, um, and they've been working out with us as well. Um, you know, but uh, that, that's still something that I, I, as a head coach, I want to get even better at um, allowing those coaches to come in and uh, meet with us when they want to meet with us, um, you know, learn from us um, to make our lives easier when the kids get to us and the kids' lives easier uh, when they get to our school. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something that I do want to get better at, but we have done um, with our feeder middle schools that, that, that we know kids are zoned to come to us. 
Have you? I just wanted to ask real quick. Have you reached out to your former uh, head coach over there? I know he's in the same county as you, and uh, asked if you wanted to get together for a scrimmage or a game yet. <laughs> no, sir. We uh, our, our schedule is set. Um, I think they're set as well. Um, I have run into him a couple times across town, but uh, I don't look for uh, any. I, I wouldn't hold my breath on any South Point and Legion scrimmages anytime soon. <laughs> no doubt. I coached in the game against those guys last year, man. They were, they were certainly uh, scrappy, to say the least. I think it set a record for 41 penalties in a game. So, you know, I mean, you, you can attest for, for both of those guys on the sideline, really. And, uh, man, just, uh, you know, they coach them up. They coach them hard, just like you were coached hard. And from what I hear, even from the guys, I kind of grew up uh, close to Buford was that uh, – you brought a, a toughness mentality down to Buford that they hadn't had in a few years. And, you know, is, is that something that you want to be known for? Because it's kind of a, a, a thing that kind of follows you around like a shadow, man. Is everywhere you go, you teach toughness. Uh, if that's what they're saying about me, man, I'll take it. But honestly, I, I'm just myself. I'm a competitor as a person myself, former player myself. So um, that, that does kind of come out, you know, the player and the competitor comes out of me and, and, you know, heated moments, um, you know, but I just – I like to see my, my kids play hard and play to their potential. Um, and, and, you know, when they don't do that, that's – I guess when that, that – that's when the tough side of me comes out. And that's – you know, I fight for my kids. I love my kids, but I, I want to see them perform to the best of their uh, ability. So that's – if that's what people are saying about me, man, I'll take it. I'm a, I'm a tough coach because I like to compete and I like to win. We're live right now with Coach Devontae Holloman. Again, he is the head football coach over at South Point there in Rock Hill, South Carolina. He's a competitor, whether there's calling plays, whether he's doing his thing on the sideline, or, of course, his days there at Rock Hill. And, of course, he played in the NFL. He played at college as well. Uh, coach, what is – again, every head coach brings in something. You're a defensive guy, but yet I don't doubt your ability to call the offense and call some of the best plays out there. On a Friday night, give me a rundown. What, what, what kind of – uh, rituals do you have? Do you kind of do the same things that you did as a football player? Uh, kind of give me a typical Friday night in uh, Coach Holloman's, uh, I guess, from the start to the finish of a Friday night. Um, you know, once we get out of school, well, really, you know, kind of when I get to school, man, I'm already in game mode, just double-checking everything and making sure um, all the ducks are in a row um, so that everything, you know, goes smoothly for our players. Um, you know, maybe watching a little bit of last-minute film, seeing if I can pick anything else up, or or checking my ten, double-checking my tendencies that I, I see on film, and um, you know, just getting my mind ready for the game. Um, you know, after school we have our pregame meal, and, and really after we have that meal, um, our, our kids lock in, and, and I, and I kind of take the same approach, uh, almost like when I played. Um, you know, besides making sure the kids are getting dressed and have everything they need, you know, I'm kind of zoning in and locking in myself. Um, listening to music, um, you know, preparing again, maybe double-checking some things, making sure everybody's ready to go and, and getting my, my pregame speech, uh, you know, ready and prepared to uh, get the kids fired up to play. So, you know, a, a game day is is just as nerve-wracking as a coach, I'm sure, as it is uh, for players. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. And I, we have a chance here. And, and it seems like a lot of high school Coaches more now than ever, Coach, uh, played college ball. We get fortunate some of them have played in the professional level. But it's fun to watch the guys that played offense. They kind of do things differently. And then the defensive guys kind of do their things. On a Friday night, 
are you the defensive guy, guru, the offensive guy? Are you special teams? Kind of what's your forte if you have one, or do you kind of oversee kind of the whole procedure? Uh, I've been mostly a defensive guy, but um, I think this year I'm going to take a, a step into the other side and, um, you know, for my personal profession, uh, coaching profession, uh, professional career, um, you know, take a little bit of, of insight into the offense and um, get us going offensively um, a little bit better than we have. So um, I want to be able to walk out of this thing, being able to do both, um, you know, just like I said, for my personal uh, coaching professional career. But, um, you know, this year I'm primarily a defensive guy, but this year I will take a, um, a side over on the offensive side and, and uh, learn um, and, and get us ready to play on offense. Now, Coach, a couple of final things before I get you back to the family, and I do appreciate your time tonight. And, of course, I want to thank the coach over at Ridgeview, Perry Parks, for putting this together, helping us out. And again, one family, guys. That's what we are, of course, the athletic side of life. And it's what we want to do is promote not only one program, we want to promote them all, Coach. And I want to ask if it's okay. We'd love to get your guys, the dudes that you got coming, man, this year. We'd love to interview them, not just for the factor that to, to hear – you know, their name's called, but I want to get to know them personally. You know, we read about them on Friday nights. We watch them in highlights. But get them in here. Get them used to interviewing because whether they go play for the University of South Carolina, Clemson, or any other university, they're going to have to get used to doing this. That's something that you and I, of course, had a chance to do in our college days. But this will give them a head start, at least whether they're or even going to get a job. So we kind of take a little pride in this being one of the many drills, right, that, that of course, you know, we did in high school back in 1997, many moons ago. But, you know, to me, to get a kid coming here, it, it, it brings so much excitement to our show. Yeah, man, we, we'd, love to, we'd love to have uh, some of my players on. Um, they, they could use the interview practice. And, and honestly, man, we got some, some great personalities on our team from Omega Blake to Ernie Greenwood. Uh, Troy Frazier would be a great one for you to interview. Um, Jordan Mahoney doesn't talk much, but um, if you can get him to speak a word or two, um, I think it would be great for him. And, and also I'd be amazed as a coach too. So uh, we look forward to the opportunity, and thank you for everything that you're doing. No doubt, Coach. I'll end it with this. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure you get bugged a good bit between all your past and your present, uh, you know, things that you're able to do. And, and just for giving back, coming home. I say this to kids. I'm the voice of the Green Wave on Friday nights here. Of course, A.J. Green went through the halls here. Uh, Zach Bailey, I know you know the name Zach Bailey. He's a former Gamecock offensive lineman. Uh, Chandler Farrell, and again, I can name a few more. But that being said, you know, I tell these guys, when you graduate, come home. Come back. Give back to the community. And Man, you took it about 9,000 steps deeper, and you became a coach. So, I think – and the head coach. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, man, and, and one thing that's been happening at South Point uh, that I love since I've been back is uh, the alumni coming back to games and supporting. I think uh, we've had, shoot, man, probably from about a, a decade worth of teams come back last year, most notably um, some of the Clemson, current Clemson players, uh, Darion Kendrick and, and B.T. Potter. I saw them at two games last year. So um, it's something, like you said, that, that we cherish as coaches and, and the players the young players look up to uh, alumni who graduated, uh, coming back and supporting them too, man. So it, it's been great. Uh, it was great in my first season. I look forward to it happening more in the second season. And, and thank you again for having me. You got it, Coach. Thanks again. And once this thing opens up, and that being the schools and the campuses, we want to make a trip up there. And I've never been to your school, so I would love uh, an opportunity to get a tour around, look around, and, and get some swag. I uh, bring back something to wear down here in Somerville, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, sounds good. Well, we'll stay in contact, and uh, again, I appreciate it. You got it, Coach. God bless.
All right, guys, so there he goes, just like that, one of the great ones in the University of South Carolina football histories. And I tell you what, he played for the Cowboys, and now he's coaching his alumni. He's coaching the place that helped kind of get him to where he's at, and he comes right back. And, of course, Devontae Hall have been joining us here for 30 solid minutes from South Point High School in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Now, I believe, Eugene, before we go to break, uh, we've got another guest coming right on the other side. But uh, when we come back, is it somebody, as we're going back to, I believe, Matthew, North Carolina, the same high school as uh, the, the running back we just visited? No, actually, he's uh, he plays for Kannapolis. It's uh, Brock Morgan. He's a Mike linebacker, 6'1", 195, big dude. Uh, Kannapolis, for anybody who knows, has always been known that area for, for NASCAR and racing. Actually, what you may not know is uh, Kannapolis, the Wonders, are 25-time conference champions and two-time state champions in football. So uh, we got Mr. Pre- uh, Brock uh, Morgan on the line. He's going to hold on through the break, and uh, we'll bring the big linebacker in here and talk about Kannapolis football. That we will. Of course, Kannapolis, uh, for those who are Dale Jr. fans, that's home, I believe. We'll get that information and much more where they're not only playing football, I believe dirt track racing, part of life as well. Right here coming up next, we're going to visit with another stud from the state of North Carolina. Guys, don't go anywhere. Southern Sports Central with much more right after this. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Young, alongside the coach, Eugene Benton, coming to you live from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios right here in Somerville, South Carolina. We go back to the Tent Farm Hotlines as we're going to head 
to Kannapolis, North Carolina, where the young man, Mr. Brock Morgan, linebacker, is going to join us here. What's up, Brock? How's life in the uh, up there in North Carolina on a Sunday evening, buddy? It's going well. How are you guys? We're doing great, man. So uh, I'm glad, first of all, thank you so much for calling in. I know you hung out there with us for a while, and that meant a lot to us as well. But uh, let's talk some football, man. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, did you get a chance to hang out over there uh, just on Friday at the Carolina Experience Prep Football Showcase? Yes, sir. I was out there. Um, I was very happy to have the experience, have the opportunity to compete against some people who are the best in the state, and I'm really happy to meet all the coaches and really take advantage of uh, all their tips and the way that they talked about how change of direction is important and really just all the tips and everything that they had uh, to really just make us make us better athletes because um, at the end of the day, that's what, that's what it's all about, uh, trying to get better in order to be assets to our team. Now, of course, uh, we're here in Kannapolis, North Carolina, virtual tour, hanging out with Mr. Brock Morgan. He was over there on Friday with us in a beautiful facility, by the way. Have you ever been there before prior to? I'm not. I'm trying to think about Kannapolis. It's not the farthest drive uh, to where we were on Friday, is it? No, sir. It was about a half hour. Have you been over there before? Is that one of your first trips over there to, to ball out like you guys did on Friday? No, sir. Um, that was my first time out there, but also I went back on Saturday. I was invited to a showcase camp by the Colorado School of Mines, so I was out there that Friday in addition to that Saturday. Wow, look at you, man, getting in the work, new. When there is not an opportunity, what do you do? You make an opportunity. Brock Morgan doing that right here with us tonight on Southern Sports Central. Of course, he did visit uh, Friday to the Carolina Experience Prep Football Showcase, and then he said he did it too. For he did it the next day uh, with another camp. How many camps have you been to, Brock? With everything shut down, man, this has kind of forced you guys to well get after it a little bit more. How many have you visited other than Friday and Saturday when it comes to camp? Um, other than Friday and Saturday, I've only been to one other camp. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was at uh, Wingate University, and they were really just doing some one-on-ones and seven-on-seven types of things. So, honestly, I've really only been to three, uh, counting the two this past weekend. Any plans on any other ones? Because I know there's one in Atlanta this coming weekend. There's another one in Myrtle Beach the weekend after. And guess what? In three weeks, Eugene, myself, Southern Sports Central, which we expect to see you. Uh, there, if you're going to be there, of course, is going to be right back at that same location with the same five-star guys over there from the Carolina Experience. Yes, sir. I was planning to return on August 22nd, and uh, this is my first time hearing about the camps that were supposed to be at Atlanta and Myrtle Beach. So after this call, most definitely be sure to check those out. Now, if you need anything, uh, I'll shoot you an inbox. I'll give you my number and Eugene will give you his. But uh, you have any questions, any problems with any of these two, let us know. We want to help you guys as much as we can because I don't want to be negative Nancy on the phone with you. But I am going to tell you that we don't know what tomorrow brings. But we do know if the day is that day, and that's the day the Lord has made, and he brings you a camp, you better attend it because that's the only guarantee that you got. Now, I know you're a class of 2022, but i got to be honest with you. Brock, man, they've all but shut the door on class of 2021. They've all got their dues because it's an unusual amount of dudes have already committed to their university. So you're up. You're on deck and getting ready to step in the box there to get a swing at things. But when you look at it, man, how crazy has this been? You saw your your, your buddies that play spring sports get shut down really early, right? And, and I'm going to ask you, did you run track or play baseball or spring sports? But when you saw that happening, it's a realistic thing that it could happen to us here in the fall as well. 
Yes, sir. Um, and we do acknowledge that as a real po- uh, possibility, but I've just been trying to do what uh, our head coach, Coach Newsom, has been saying and uh, stay optimistic and stay ready. So I have been working out. I have been running and, you know, attending these camps and, uh, of course, been wearing the mask and staying away and things like that, trying to stay healthy and be safe and be prepared for the hopefully season that uh, for the season that we'll hopefully have. This Monday, uh, August the 3rd, is supposed to be our first uh, in-person workouts at the school. And then September 1st, it's supposed to be the official start of practice. So as far as a player, that's the schedule that we've been giving, that we've been given, and um, that's what we're trying to stick to as close as possible. Checking in right now all the way in Kannapolis, North Carolina, where the young man has uh, called in and wanted to say hello to us. Brock Morgan, he's a linebacker, but I see he's also a tight end. How much have you gotten in? I know you probably – I can imagine when you went to the uh, the camp on Friday, you did a lot of linebacker stuff. Um, were you able to squeeze any tight end stuff, any stuff on the other side of the ball? No, sir. Unfortunately, I was not. Um, I was a linebacker that full day. So, when you look at it, of course uh, – and I get that part. And again, I think that's kind of your bread and butter, if I'm not mistaken, just watching some film once Eugene said you were coming in here at 730. Uh, and I do appreciate you doing this, man. It means a lot. I know the guys are listening right now that put on that camp that you were at on Friday. So they appreciate everything that you're doing as well. Again, being a part of our show and, and giving them some love. When you kind of put everything in perspective, have you started uh, hearing? Because guess what? As of uh, it was kind of interesting. Friday night was kind of Christmas Eve. You guys were getting ready and working out. But now Saturday morning you wake up and guess who gets to call you? You get to actually have a chance starting on Saturday for you guys to be reached out to or, you know, have that conversation. Have you heard from anybody since they've opened up the doors? Um, No, sir, I have not. But um, I have received uh, a couple of um, a a few letters from colleges, uh, the Colorado School of Mines, uh, Wingate University and Ferrum University, uh, and just letters and things like that, you know, wanting me to follow them on social media and really just uh, getting outreach and exposure. But, um, no, sir, no major interest. Hey, you know what, man? Just keep grinding. I always say grind for what you can't see. Keep getting after it. Stay after it. And you mentioned about staying in shape. If you stay in shape, guess what? You don't have to get in shape. And uh, trust and believe me, you get to be about my age at 42. Mine and Eugene, uh, it's a lot easier to stay in shape. But you, you guys, your metabolism's working overtime. Uh, when you kind of look at things and you're putting your season in into play, let's talk about Kannapolis, North Carolina. I know – a little bit about your area. I've got some family there in Kernersville. Uh, I don't think it's too far from you. I'm trying to get my, my, my map together here because we've been on the road, it seems like, forever. Um, how big is your school? Give us the name of your high school, 1A through 5 or 6A. What type of football do you guys play over there? Um, we're, um, we're about uh, 15 or 1,600 students, um, and I believe we are 3A, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so who would be uh, – and what's the name of the high school? Is it Kernerville High? A.L. Brown Kannapolis high, high School? No, sir, A.L. Brown High School. A.L. Brown High School. Now, who's the big rival up there? Who's that game on the schedule? And, you know, hopefully they're in your region because here in South Carolina they're only going to be playing mostly region games. They have some non-region games. But who is that Friday night that you just can't wait to play because it's the old rivalry game? The Concourse Fighters. Concord Spiders, I love it. We're learning here, Eugene. He's writing this yes, down. Sir, if you're not, be- you should. Go ahead. Yes, sir. We beat them five years in a row, and hopefully this will be number six. Yes, and it is getting close to football season. We're throwing at it. We love it, man. I love the hype. 
we had a kid from Greenville. He said he was coming uh, this Friday, and he was taking, you know, heads or something. Man, I just and that's what football. Look, it's a fun game. It's a, it's a, it's not a contact sport, right? This is not a contact sport. That's baseball. This is a collision sport. So, how much do you look forward to colliding with some of the guys on the other side? And probably, I mean, usually we don't say this, but how much do you look at a colliding with some of the guys on your own team? Because you guys haven't done that since uh, probably what February. Absolutely. Um, I can't wait. Um, this past Friday at the uh, Carolina Exposure Camp, that was really my first time um, facing real competition in months. You know, obviously I have been running and lifting weights and training and studying film and things like that, but that was actually my first time really getting getting hands-on, getting con- uh, competition against someone other than myself or looking at something on a screen. Now we're checking in right now with the big man, Brock Morgan. He is a class of 2022. He's a middle linebacker. He's a tight end, a halfback, six foot, about 195 pounds. Looking at him, remembering, actually, I think I remember running by you the other day on Friday. You're, you look like you might be a little heavier than 195, man. Is that the right numbers there? Yes, sir. That is the right number. I am 195. 95, man. Of course, coming around uh, the corners, going through the middles here. Uh, when you look at it, is linebacker, that's your go-to? Is that the position you feel the most comfortable? Because I see, of course, tight end. I see, you know, you get back in the backfield, you get to run the rock a little bit. What's the favorite spot you'd like to be besides just on the field anywhere? Um, uh, linebacker and tight end, obviously, I, I like those positions about the same. Um, linebacker, you know, it's always fun to go in there and hit people and tight end. Um, A.L. Brown, we are really a run-first team, so it's always fun to get pancake blocks and really work with your offensive tackle and things like that uh, to, to go in there and get the job done. Checking in right now with the big man, Brock Morgan, linebacker, coming in from Kannapolis, North Carolina, checking in as uh, he and I and Eugene and a bunch of our closest friends were getting down over there at the Carolina Exposure Experience prep football showcase and again some more things coming up i'll actually inbox you i've got your number now so i'll be able to kind of get in touch with you after the show if you need me but uh keep doing what you're doing eugene i know you wanted to ask a few things as well buddy but uh, i would firstly say uh number one thanks for calling in thanks for keep working keep continuing to do what you do but anytime brock that you want to get in here with us brother you're more than welcome to pick up the phone and come in and check in and that's the only thing that we make after this conversation is Every time we're on the air, the first day we're back on the air, I need you calling in and letting us know how you did and how the team did on your Friday nights, buddy. Yes, sir, absolutely. I'll be sure to do that. All right, man, this is uh, Coach Benton over here. So I did. if you check your phone, I did text you back the information for that camp in Atlanta. I don't know if it is full. Um, you'll have to take a look at that. I, I sent you the link, so that's in your phone. Uh, and then obviously, you know, you follow the Carolina Exposure guys on Twitter and whatnot, so you'll have the information for the uh, upcoming camps that they, they'll have um, there by you and, again, uh, in Myrtle Beach. Um, so, uh, you know, we talked about your your height, your weight, you know, what you run and the camp and things like that. Uh, you know, for, for anybody in any colleges or whatnot that may be following our Twitter account, give me some stats, brother. Um, I, was, um, I was on the junior varsity this past season. And I got promoted to varsity uh, for the playoffs. And by me and my father's count, um, you know, he came to every game and everything like that. And I had 28 tackles in total. I had nine solo tackles, 15 pancake blocks, one quarterback hit, half a sack, uh, one pass deflection, and three fumble recoveries. All right, hold on. We're going to have to go back through that. I'm going to put this out there for you so we can, you know, maybe, maybe a, a college – 
scrolling through our Twitter here, I might get some uh, information on you. So you got 28 tackles, 15 pancake blocks at tight end. At tight end, let's see. And you said you got had a pass deflection. Yes, sir. One pass deflection, half a sack, three fumble recoveries, and nine solo tackles. How do you always seem to find those balls, man? You have three fumble <laughs> recoveries, and how do you seem to find the ball all the time? I'm just really out there doing my best and doing what we're told. You know, our coaches always uh, make it a big mention to always play at a high, uh, uh, play at a high motor, have a high motor when you play, and. Um, really just going out there and doing our best and taking the best uh, which uh, with every opportunity you get because you never know when each play can be your last play. All right. And, and so you're going to be a rising junior this year. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, so sir. Uh, what, what are some of the things you're looking for at the next level in the college? Because I've actually been to um, uh, the, the school there in Charlotte that you mentioned um, uh Wingate, and uh, I know a really, really cool thing about Wingate 1 is, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the uh, football stadium is actually in a different county (laughs) than the university. It's actually a a weird uh, county line thing there. And two, uh, I'm pretty sure it's for all majors. uh, Wingate requires a foreign uh, study abroad. Um, Did you read or see anything about that? Um, no, sir, I did not. Um, with my school this past winter, I did go up there on a field trip, and I was really excited to uh, see the campus and uh, be a part of something that was at the next level. I, and I love those um, those old kind of brick buildings around the center part of campus. I mean, it's a beautiful campus. You know, it's not too far spread out. You know, it seems like you could walk to everything when you get there on campus. And then uh, I believe they actually shuttle guys over to the football field for practice and whatnot. But uh you know, it's a beautiful little campus. I got to see a little bit of it for uh, camp, uh, I think, about three years ago. That's actually when they were putting the lights in. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but they've only had night games at Wingate for now three years. Before that, every game was during the day. So, you know, they're putting some, some money into the facilities and things like that. It looks like, uh, you know, they're doing big things. Um, tell us a little bit about Col- the Colorado School of the Mines and that trip, or that camp, sorry. Um, that camp was really a showcase camp. It wasn't a lot of one-on-ones or seven-on-sevens. It was really about you against you. And uh, they put us through drills, uh, testing our speed, testing our quickness, you know, seeing how good our feet was, how good we are with uh, reacting to uh, commands and reacting to the ball and things like that. So I was really excited to be a part of that and really happy to go. And if they have another one, I'll be sure to be at that one. Do you, uh, do you have some good numbers in your timing there? Anything you want to uh, share with us so we can put out there for you? Um, no, sir. They did not time us. We did shuttles. We did not run 40s. Okay. All right. So you did shuttles and, and probably some jumping or something like that, broad jumps, maybe high jumps, something like that? Yes, sir. All right. Awesome, man. Well, I tell you what, I was actually surprised because uh, when, when I saw you uh, on the phone and I looked it up and I saw that you were following us and I knew that uh, Carolina Exposure had reached out uh, to all the athletes who competed and said, hey, you know, you guys need to tune into the show. Um, you know, we'd also like to, one, let, let's, I know you talked about your rivalry game. Uh, let's look ahead and see what you got on the schedule this year. Do you guys think you're going to make another run at the conference or uh, you think you got a shot at state? What's, what, uh, what does the team look like this year? Um, absolutely. I think we've got a real good shot at states. Um, we've got our returning quarterback, uh, Cam Croma, coming back. 
We've got uh, Torin Wright. He's a he's the, in the same grade that I am. He's gotten offered by the University of Kentucky and South Carolina and many others. He plays outside linebacker for us. Uh, but also, we've got some big shoes to fill this year. We're losing B.J. Foster. Uh, he was a senior. He went to uh, the University of Southern Charleston. Um, we're losing uh, Xavier Jordan. He played defensive tackle for us. Uh, we're losing Josiah Cawthon. He's, uh, he's my cousin, and he played safety for us. And we're also losing Jose Vargas. He was a receiver for us. So uh, we are, And we're also losing Austin Grundon. He played tight end and H-back. And so hopefully I, I can fill his shoes this year. But um, case in point, uh, I think we're going to be a really good football team. I believe we've got a real good shot at state. Well, and uh, that's awesome, man. And, and so with those guys coming back, you know, you mentioned your quarterback and some of these other players. And, you know, it sounds like you guys, you know, lost a good bit. And the guys you lost seem to have gone on to, to play football at the next level. Um, you know, w- what makes your team so special? It seems like you guys – with 20, you don't get 25 conference championships and two state championships and all these runs in the playoff if it's not a culture thing. So talk to us a little bit about the culture there and uh, what makes you guys so good year in, year out. Um, the culture at A.L. Brown, uh, we really are a tight-knit group. Um, coaches are always big on family, uh, big on, you know, being my brother's keeper. And when we have Friday morning meetings, uh, those are meetings where we have to come in before school uh, directly after the season. Uh, I'll never forget it. Coach Newsom, he always says birds of a feather flock together. He he says you'll never see crows hanging out with eagles. And um, and he said that the special thing about eagles are you find them one by one, just like leaders. And so that's re- I really believe that is a testament to the culture of the team and how night, how tight-knit of a family we are and which contributes to our um, our legacy of winning. No doubt, and you guys have won plenty. Um, you know, and uh, you mentioned a couple guys that you have coming back. Uh, you know, if we, we'd like for you, obviously, if you want to give them a chance, and they want a chance to come on the show and talk about the program and kind of market themselves a little bit. You know, you know how to find us. You got my cell phone. You'll have uh, Richie's as well, uh, and also too, you guys can find us on Twitter. Uh, give me one thing that you learned uh, about yourself at the uh, exposure camp on Friday. Um, one thing that I learned about myself is um, I'm not willing to give up on plays because I remember um, – I don't remember his name or his face, but one gentleman, he had me beat on an out route, and I remember I came back and uh, ripped it away from him. And so that's one thing I learned about myself. But also um, one point of improvement is reaction uh, because I remember I got beat on a deep ball one time because uh, my feet got stuck in the mud, so to say. So I believe that's one point of emphasis and um, – it's always a it's always a never ending battle, you know, the betterment of yourself. So I think that's something that's really important. And one last person that I forgot uh, was Trent Thompson. He uh, played with me as the outside linebacker on junior varsity, where we went undefeated and won our conference for the second year as a row. And he also played varsity uh, as an outside linebacker as well. So that's one gentleman that I definitely believe uh, we should uh, that you guys should talk to. And not only is he a good football player, he's a leader in the community as well. Uh, over this uh, quarantine time, so to speak, I started a petition to change the name of Woodrow Wilson uh, Elementary School because Woodrow Wilson, he was a racist man. He did a lot of segregation uh, during the government and things like that. So I started a petition to change that, change the name of that school, and it is now North Kannapolis Intermediate School. Um, elementary School, forgive me. And Trent Thompson, uh, him – and uh, another family friend, Chasen Watkins, he's a basketball player. Uh, we co-founded the uh, Black Lives Matter Club, 
And so uh, we've gotten full support support from our principal, uh, Mr. Delasanti, but he also uh, cautioned us because obviously we don't know what the school year will look like. We've obviously got the two-day option and then the full remote option. So it's really just a lot of hurdles that can come with that. But I'm really proud of him and proud of us for uh, taking that initiative. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, we'll go back to the college level here real quick before I let you out of here. Uh, what are you looking at studying at the next level? Um. I would like to get a Bachelor of Science in Communication or Journalism with a minor in Political Science. So hopefully I can be in a position just like you guys uh, you guys one day and either commentate sports or politics. Hey, you got a job no right doubt, now, bro. dude. I'll go ahead and time you in. Dude. I mean, yeah, you just get what you get. You come up here and come to work, but I got you. So you tell mom and dad and grandma, you, you already got a job and you ain't even graduated yet. I got you. Go ahead, Eugene. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, we're here. Sorry about that, Eugene. I uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there, man. I um, and when he started going off, brother, I got excited. Next thing you know, he said, "I want to do what you guys do," and I was ready to already go in and say, "Hey, man, you, you're looking for a job? You just let me know. You can cover uh, North Carolina sports here on Southern Sports Central." But uh, you did a great job tonight. And again, you just called in and and, and uh, jumped in here, man. And that's what we're telling you guys to do. You know, we can't reach out to every athlete. We, we, there's just no way. There's so many amazing – I don't care what the stars on the websites tell me. I care what the stars that I get to meet tell me. When I meet you, when I greet you, when I shake your hand and I look in your eyes, I can tell you what kind of dude you are, whether you make eye contact or you don't, whether you shake my hand like a man or you just put your hand in there like you don't know what time it is. I know right now, right then, I know what you got going on. And I knew when you called in here earlier, you were getting ready to drop a bomb on us, man. So, first of all, on behalf of Southern Sports Central, Eugene and myself, congratulations on the success off the field. Man, who can, how many people can say they helped rename a school? Not me. How many people I know can found something at their school? Not me. Not Eugene. So right off the rip, man, you take football. It's something you're, you're not always going to play football. I know that's heartbreaking to tell you. But reality, you're always going to have an opportunity to do what you did this summer during COVID. And while there's always a little bit of bad, the good Lord above will always put some positive fruit there on your path, and you guys did a phenomenal job, and we will support anything you guys are doing up there. You just let me know what I need to do. You give me some website stuff. You give me some things I can share, brother. I got you, whatever we can do, buddy. Thank you so much for all your support. Man, thank you for being an amazing young man and being a leader in your community because God's given you a gift. All right, God's given you a gift, Brock, to play football. That's just a platform, you understand? That's just a platform sure. to do some of the great things you're doing. My man, and you're a junior. You're a young entrepreneur before you even knew what the word entrepreneur meant. So I just got to <laughs> tell you, man, God's got – hey, look, you got a plan. The good Lord's got a purpose. Let him use that purpose in you, my friend, and you keep doing what you're doing. And I need you to rally up the truth. I'm going to call you after the show at 9 o'clock. So at 9.08, you're going to see my number come up. That's an 843 number. Just answer the phone if you can. We'll talk more off the air. But I want to be a part of what you're doing. I support you. I got nothing but love for what you're doing up there, my friend. We'll talk football after a while. We got time to talk football. But I want to hear some of this other magic you got going on, big man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. God bless you. Take care. And uh, we will see you soon. We will talk to you sooner, my friend. Have a great Sunday night. Thanks for blessing us with your call tonight. Yes, sir. Stay safe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look at that. Brock Morgan. You hear that name? Because you're going to hear it a lot. Because this kid is going to do some great things around, not just in North Carolina. they got to share this kid. This kid is doing great things. He's tackling you on Fridays, but he's going to pick you up and love you on Mondays. We'll get back here 
uh, in the big town of Kannapolis, North Carolina. They don't just do NASCAR. They sit there and they build entrepreneurs. I love it, man. All right, we got a break because we got to come back and we got to pick up the bus and we got to roll that thing down. Uh, what is it, 85, Eugene, to get us into Columbia? Is we got to park over there at Ridgeview High School, buddy? 77, baby. We're rolling down 77. Rolling, rolling, rolling. And here we go. Let's take a break. Come back to some summertime music on a Sunday night. And I'm going to check in with my buddy, Mr. Barber. He is a 6'2 Savin from Ridgeview, right there in Columbia, South Carolina, class of 2021. Get ready, big man. I'm coming for you. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central on a Sunday night. Doesn't get any better than this, guys. Hang tight. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. Been all day waxing, leave 
leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer Welcome back, everybody. Hour two is come and gone, and boy, what an hour two it was here, but we now focus on hour three here on Southern Sports Central. This is brought to you by our friends over at Gurr's Pharmacy, located right in downtown Somerville, 140 South Main Street. You can find them on the web at gurrspharmacy.com, or you can reach out to them and call it in, 843-873-2531. Now, they got all your pharmaceutical needs, but they got the best hot dogs in town. Trust and believe me. You get in there, make sure you let them know Southern Sports Central sent you. And like that, we're going to head to the 803. We're dropping down, bringing in the horses over there, hanging out with us at Ridgeview. And, of course, we'll start off on the hotlines with Mr. Najon Barber. Mr. Barber, what's the word, man? Sir? How's life going down there? Now, you're back home. I'm sure yesterday you spent a day of relaxing and and catching up because, uh, man, it was hot on Friday. But before we talk about that Carolina experience that you were a part of and yes, you sir. and I had a chance to cut some fun and, and hang out a little bit, let's talk a little bit about you, man. Uh, you are, by the way, this is it. Your senior year has come, man. It's probably the fastest three yes, years sir. of That's your right. life. What's it mean, man? Yes, what, 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 what's been happening for you during the uh, March until I saw you fed on Friday? What have you been doing to stay in shape? Uh, really, I just uh, really been trying to keep uh, a job so I can uh, stay on my feet. And really, I just go to uh, Planet Fitness, and I got like a sand pit in my neighborhood. I was really on the sand pit them uh whole the whole two weeks leading up to the camp. I was just in the sand pit so my body could feel restrained. So when I run on regular grass, I could be light on my feet. It would feel light on my feet. So I just use the sand pit for preparation. We're hanging out over there, riding around on Ridgeview, their very own campus where we've had his own coach. Coach Parks has joined us, by the way. Coach Parks is a regular, and I know he's listening along with a bunch of your other coaches because they're big-time supporters up, here at Southern Sports Central. What's up, you can't so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. The, 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 you and I got to hang out and hang out with this other guy who I know he's on hold. He's listening to the interview. Of course, uh, Miss Antonio Gaines, who I got to meet a couple weeks prior to at that My camp boy. in Columbia. Yeah. Now, did you make it to that Infinity Camp as well? Or how many camps have you been to on top of the Carolina experience? Uh, honestly, to be honest, Coach, if I'm being honest, this is really my first camp that I've ever been to. This is the first camp that I ever right. stepped foot on. I ain't go to the Infinity Camp. I honestly, got you. Okay, okay. If I'm hey. being completely well, honest. Well, let me ask you this. What, what did you learn the most out of going out here and balling against some of the best dudes, not just in, in North Carolina, but from our state here in South Carolina? And there were. We we keep calculating numbers, man. They're up to about ten different state of dudes that came over and and hung out with us on Friday, man. What did you learn the most out of that hot, warm, amazing day of football? Uh, I learned really to not underestimate nobody that's standing beside you or look down because you never know who you're standing next to or who somebody could become in the future. So you, I never I just learned that 
I always want to compete, but I never look down on nobody or never want to uh, just look past anyone. Now, I was able to see some highlights of some of those Friday events there where you guys went up against some offensive linemen. And uh, mm-hmm. I got to be honest, man, you got some good hands. You got some quick feet. You were able to get around that big dude that you were in front of. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, man. It's been a minute since you've sized it up and gone head-to-head against somebody. How cool was it to get back up there and get back in your office, if you will, and go to work? Yeah, it felt it felt real good, honestly. It felt like it felt like I had some weight on my back I had to release. It felt like it was like a burden on my back until I it really is still a burden on my back until I tackled somebody, but it felt like it felt good to release that that energy that I've been holding in for a long time. Now of course you went against honestly. a handful of guys. They got you guys in and out, in and out, in and out. Do you remember a certain guy from a certain school? Anybody that kind of stood out that you went against and you were like, All right, cool, this guy here or can you remember who was the best guy that you went against on Friday in the drills? Mm, I honestly don't know his name, but he from uh he's from Myers Park. His uh number started with mm-hmm. a three, but I'm not sure of his name, but he was a dog. I like him. I told him I liked him. Before I went up against yeah. him, I beat him, but I still told him I liked him. I tell you what, Coach Perry Park's running a tight ship over there, and he's got two big defensive dudes ready to do what they do on a Friday night. Of course, we're live right now with May John Barber. We'll be in here with his buddy, his uh, guy. Now, does he play on the other side of the uh, of the field? Are you on the left? He's on the right, or vice versa? Where do you, of course, uh, where do you and Antonio stand as far as the defensive line is concerned? Uh, really, uh, Perry Perry Parks had a. Uh, doing like a, a versatile D-line, so I could be at the left end one play, and then I could be on the right end one play. A tone could be left guard, and then he could be right tackle one one play. You feel me? He could be a left tackle or a right tackle. It's just a versatile line. He could be one play. He could be right beside me. The other play, he will be right beside Patrick Jenkins. So you never know. It was just a real versatile D-line. Yeah, and y'all got some big dudes, man. Do you stand up or you crush? You got all knuckles down in the dirt ready to yes, come sir. out like a dog, or how, how do you set up to get ready? Uh, really, honestly, I prefer the three three point stands. I don't really like the two point stands, but I I do it if I have to. But I prefer the three point stands, and I like the right end more. But I'm uh I can really do both sides, but I prefer the right end now, more. Now, last year you guys were doing it, man, and y'all were doing it big. I followed all the way up, and I had Coach yes, Carter check in with us on a regular basis. Now y'all went through some dumb about y'all went through, I believe, the state champions. Ren, right? The Ren Hurricanes ended up uh, being yes, kind of your your big matchup. Now they got a big quarterback. He's a big time guest on this show. Close family. So now that your family, his family, we're all in the same dream team here. But mm-hmm. you know, you got to see this guy that broke a state record last year. Did you ever get a chance to tackle him last year? Did you ever get to put a sack on him during the playoffs? Yes, I sat him twice. Now, let me ask you this question. I know he's a first class guy, Mr. Owens is, by the way, who's now off in college playing ball. Uh, you know, how was yes, that on the road? I know you guys took that long road trip, and I watched you guys with some video coming back. You know, what was like? What was it like to get into that hype, get into that run that you guys were able to uh, really get so close and bringing a lot of the guys back, by the way, for another run coming up this year? Honestly, it was – for me, it was really the obstacle that we were going through that gave me motivation. It really, it really wasn't the fact that we made it that far because we all knew we had the talent to – even win the state championship, but it was just the doubt and all the obstacles that we've been through, and all the whole city just looking down on us, looking past us, to making to making us feel like trying to make us feel like we was less of players. But that just really gave everybody motivation to show the city like we can really do this, we can really do something like really kind of not washed up. We can really show y'all like 
what we're really made of, and that really just drove everybody to prove everybody wrong. And that's really what led up to making us go that far in the season, just to prove everybody wrong and prove all the doubters wrong. Now, of course, we're hanging out right now with uh, one of the big men on the defensive line for Ridgeview. Nate John Farber joins us here on Southern Sports Central. Yes, First sir. of many for this senior. And of course, six foot two. How, how much do you weigh, dude? Of course, I stood beside you on, on Friday, put you on the radio, and of course, we had some fun uh, just hanging out afterwards when we got off the air. But how, how big are you? I'm 260. I weigh 265. 265. Now, looking at your game film, yes, Eugene and I went through and and watch your game film uh, yesterday a little bit, and he and I kind of dove into it a little bit here today because we knew we were bringing you in here. Uh, you seem like you cause a lot of havoc with turnovers, man. What is it, man? What what kind of goes into your mind? I know you're a defensive end guy. Do you, do you look at a cloudy and think that that's kind of your angle? Or who is it at the next level or two that you kind of look at and you kind of want to mirror yourself at least not to be that guy, but to be a guy that can perform at the level that you see these guys performing? And how do you get in there to cause so many fumbles. Uh, I mean, my granddad, my granddad used to show me a lot of Lawrence uh, Lawrence Taylor. I think is it is either Lawrence Taylor or Lawrence Timmons. No, it's Lawrence Taylor. But I like uh, Lawrence Timmons, Lawrence Taylor because he's just real aggressive and like that's for like an old time player. But like really for like new time, I would say I like uh, Chase Young because he just he just give his all on the field. He just 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 work as hard as I just like. But like like you said, for turnovers for me, I just I'm just like a ball hog. Like I just watch the ball. Like that's that's the the main thing. Coach Parks, Coach Butler, and rest in peace. But uh, Coach Crow, he was just telling us they used to always tell us just watch the ball, make sure you know where the ball at all times on the field, and that just played a big role in me making a lot of turnovers. So this is uh, Coach Penn here. Have you heard it from any schools yet? I know you're going to your senior year. Uh yes, I got uh I got a couple of interests right now. Uh, a couple of schools been texting me on Twitter, but that's really the most. I have, I have no offer at the moment. Hey, uh, what's uh some schools maybe that you're interested in, or or even if you don't want to list a certain school that you're interested in, you know, a lot of guys don't like to do that. They don't like to you know make some other school think they're not interested. But uh, just tell us that what are you looking for at the next level? Is there something you want to study? Is there some type of a football program that you're interested in? You no, know, what's that? What is the kind of that? Uh, if you could draw a map of your uh, next chapter, next stop, what would it look like? Honestly, I couldn't even be able to draw. I couldn't even be able to draw where I would want to be because at the end of the day, I feel like wherever I end up, I feel like I'm gonna make a a big impact on the team. So I feel like. I want to go somewhere that make me feel feel like I'm home, and I want to be around the coaching staff that motivate me to be the best that I could be. That's that's really all I would like when I go on the school campus. Like that's all I want, and just a good off campus vibe, so I could vibe on campus, but off the field. You feel me? That's really it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So, what are you interested in studying? Uh, world history. And uh, you want to teach and coach, or you want to take that maybe? You know, a lot of people who study uh, history go into politics, they go into law, or they go into, like, a teaching, coaching thing. What, do you, what are you interested in doing? I probably would I probably would see myself coaching. I would like to coach and, and try to give people that, I, people that I could be in my community, I would go back to my community and just try to help the, help the youth. I could see myself coaching. 
because I know I'm a people's person. I don't want to want to help somebody. Right, right, right. And so your granddad, you you talked about watching a film of Lawrence Taylor with your granddad. Um, you know, is he a big part? It sounds like he might be a big part of your life and football and whatnot. Is uh, is he someone that's kind of been your been your guy that keeps you going in football always, or got you going and staying with it? Uh, yes, sir. It was, it really was more. But if I'm technically, if I'm really being honest, it's really like it's really more of me. It's really more of me pushing myself because it's like. My granddad, my granddad in my life, but like my granddad wasn't always in my life because he had his his personal stuff going on. But when he came, when he got uh got his life together, he came he came in my life again, and he just pushed me. He really pushed me. But then he moved back. He moved back uh to his hometown right now. He currently in Las Vegas right now. So it was really just me and my daddy. My daddy out of state too. So it was just me and my mama at the moment. But I'm gonna hold it down. Well, you're doing a good job holding down. Rich here back with you, Najon Barber with us here all the way in the 803 up there in uh, Ridgeview. Joins us here, and uh, we're excited to have him in here with us tonight. Uh, look here, man. If you want to get to another camp, reach up to me. Uh, I'll shoot you my number. I'll do whatever I can do to help get you to these camps. I want to see you definitely back at the same one in about three weeks, I believe, the Carolina Experience is doing some things back in Charlotte in about three weeks. I know there's one in uh, Atlanta we'll be at on Saturday. Myrtle Beach has one uh, a week after that. So uh, let's keep you camping, brother. You want to get seen, you got to get seen. You know what I'm saying? You got to get out here and be in uh, in the spotlight. So anything I can help you, and I think we built that bond on Friday, right? I feel pretty good to tell you that that, I, that that we got that family bond. So anything I can do or Eugene can do or Southern Sports Central can do to get that name to be a house name, and by the way, uh, Coach Parks, let's get this guy out of that number 10 jersey. Let's put him in a 56 going forward. Mm. All right, all right. Yeah, I know that's, that's a defensive end number. But uh, you want to be Lawrence Taylor, bro, you got to wear 56, man. That guy was a killer at 56, yes, man. Yes, sir. I just want to let everybody know who's listening. I will be at the camp August 13th in Myrtle Beach. Ah, I just want to shout out to you, Connie. I'll well, see you later. They're looking forward see to seeing you, you as well, buddy. Appreciate what you do, my man. I'm gonna get your teammate in here. You can hang out and listen a little bit, but let me uh, let me switch over and bring him in, of course. Uh, but thanks everything. We're gonna keep in touch. I'll shoot you some messages here in just a few, buddy. Okay, thanks. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. We stay on the campus right there at Ridgeview now. Without do, I'm gonna get in here with a young man that I met actually the the time before. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, we got him in here now with us. Uh, and I say the time before because that was the uh, the camp combine in Columbia with the Infinity guys. Uh, and this dude impressed me just as much as Mr. Barber did. Of course, that's Mr. Antonio Gaines. Antonio, we got you, buddy. Let me see if I can get you in here. How about it, Antonio? You with us, buddy? Trying to pick up for Antonio as we speak. Antonio, are you live with us, bud? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? All right, all right. Yeah, we got you here. What? So, um, first of all, first of all, uh, we got a bunch of guys hanging out. So, uh, again, we want to thank you for coming on here tonight. You and I caught up um, a couple weeks ago. We'll, we'll talk about that camp in just a little bit. Of course, uh, we're live right now with the big man class of 22 uh, defensive lineman. I'm telling you, the kid uh, can move as good as I've seen a young man on that defensive line move in quite some time. Of course, uh, I don't have your height and your weight, so I'm going to let you give me that in a minute, uh, a minute here, Antonio. But uh, you're a big man for Ridgeview. You're another one of those big horses coming in and causing a lot of havoc, man. That defense, you guys, 
have is I think some of the best in the region that you play in, but also one of the best defenses I saw in 4A football. Let's talk a little bit about that, though. But before that, how big are you weight-wise and height? Um, I'm 6'4". I'm, three, I'm 309 pounds. 309 pounds. So, Eugene, write that down, 6'4", 309. Uh, you, you visited, I know for sure, I know for a fact because we did it together, two camps, of course, the Infinity in Columbia. And it was a little different than the one in Carolina, the experience. It was more of a showcase than that one. Uh, but you were able to get so many out of both of these things. Let's talk about your days at camp. And first of all, what did you learn the most out of this one that you and I got a chance to catch up again over there in Charlotte? Honestly, I just learned to, like, stay humble and, you know, to keep grinding because there's always somebody who wants it just as bad as you. And that every time you go into the field or whatever, you got to step out and do your best. And, you know, can't be out here slacking and stuff. It's always somebody who's getting looked at over you. Of course, Najon just joined us. He's one of your closest friends, if I'm not mistaken. We had a lot of fun there uh, hanging out there after the radio show. Had you on the show, by the way. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming over with all the guys. Uh, there was a guy from North Myrtle Beach. Wasn't there a guy from North Myrtle Beach that was around the two yeah. I believe is his name? Holy macaroni, yes, man. If I could put about four of you dudes on the same team, and there was another gentleman, too. How big was it to be around guys like Chase, be around guys like your teammate Najon to get better? Oh, it's great. I mean, we all high energy guys, you know. It's great when we can all feed off each other, you know. It makes it, it makes the camps way more fun, you know, makes it way more competitive because, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to be the best. We all want to get to the next level. Yeah, no doubt about that because you guys, again, I watched your film and they were able to send me one directly on you. And watching the way when you came off the line in your drill with the offensive line guy, I, I really thought you, he kind of showed which way he was going with his shoulder and you were able to counter that pretty quickly here. You had probably one of the biggest get-around moves that I've seen all that day. Tell us a little bit about what are you doing during this off-season, quote-unquote. There's really not an off-season, by the way. But what have you been doing to stay in shape so that when you go to these camps, you're not having, you know, the injuries or having the uh, the opportunities to get winded? Um, I've been going to the gym almost every day. I've been going to the field. I at one point, I was training with an old teammate, Reagan Keith, and I was training with Darius Foot, Pete Rogers, and we all be going to the field to the swim pitch to make sure we stay in safe and our bodies in the best condition possible. We're live right now. We're hanging out on the campus over there on the 803 Ridgeview High School. Coach Perry Parks has brought his dogs in here, or the horses in here, if you will, to, of course, uh, get us in the know of that front line, the defense, the one that got them all the way, almost to that state championship. Uh, what was it like for you to go in as a uh, sophomore last year, starting, causing all that havoc you caused games, but you start to kind of get through, and then you went to that lower state championship game right up there at Wren, South Carolina. What was last season like for you, buddy? Uh, it was a real eye-opener. You know, it was a great experience. I was able to learn out of guys like uh, DeAndre and Pat, you know, they really helped sharpen my skills, you know. And, like like I said, like, we all, we was a high-energy team, and we couldn't get it done, but it was fun, you know. We learned, I mean, I learned it helped me, you know, get good with controversy because we had a lot of that going on last year. It was just – it was all just a good experience, a good learning experience. Now you're going into a new season. You're putting in a lot of work. I had a chance to meet a bunch of your coaches uh, at the first camp. I had a lot of opportunities to meet some more of them this camp. 
But I, the thing I told Coach Sparks on the air here, and I've talked to him a lot of times off the air, is that I'm impressed that you guys have initiative, right? You guys have the will, the way, the, the want to get better, and you're doing it behind your own ways and getting, you know, while you can't practice together as a team, you're going to these camps as a team. I think that speaks a lot about the character of what you guys are doing up there at Ridgeview, the character of working together, even though the system says over here you can't do it on a football field in your high schools, but you can go to these camps together as a bunch of brothers and put in the work, man. What is it like to have all these guys traveling with you week in and week out? I mean, it's great. Uh, you know, we have a group chat. We talk about it all the time, about what camps we're going to go to, what camps we're going to attend, you know. Shout out to uh, J2 and Mike Mason. You know, they uh, they really made sure, and Coach Smith and Coach Gladney, they really made sure that I'm staying up with camps and getting them out and stuff like that, you know. So, you know, I really owe it to them because they're, they're the reasons I'm able to go to these camps and able to get a ride and all that. We're checking in right now with Antonio Tone Gaines. I'm telling you, Tone is about the name of this guy. He looks every bit of what you would want on your front defensive line to cause a little bit of eye from a quarterback where he triggers a little bit. Now, that being said, Tone, let me ask you this, my man. When, when you kind of put everything together for you, Yesterday was the first day college coaches could reach out to you. I already know, just like your teammates there, there's a lot of questions being asked because guys are inboxing us, asking us what we saw. There's some other guys that do what we do. They've been asked the same thing. Have you had that opportunity with yesterday being opening day for you guys, the junior class, to be contacted? Have you heard from anybody yet? Uh, I haven't really got any, you know, personal, personal. You know, I had a couple college coaches following me, you know, NC Central follow me, think Coastal follow me, you know. So now I'm just getting follows, ready for you know the recruitment to really open up, and I really start getting messages and mail from these uh, colleges, you know, waiting on the opportunity. Now you and I tell this story all the time, big man, about the the the, at the end of it all. Football is just something we're doing. This has got an expiration date on it. I know it's hard to tell you that, but it's reality. Colleges in your future will speak that into existence. What are you looking at at your junior year? Because I tell kids this all the time, young men, excuse me, your junior season is your best season. It is your show-out season. Everything you can do, you will do, you have to do in this season right here, all right, because they're all but done with class in 2021. They're going to be headhunting you guys pretty quickly because there are so many guys that have committed so early, games. That being said, yes, major-wise, and we talk to education, Nick Saban says this all the time, is that you come to – college to learn we just play football while we're here what education route are you looking to go once you go into college buddy uh i'm trying to go into like a veterinarian field so like study veterinary science because even if i don't make football I'm still you know being successful in a way making my mama proud you know being another black male to you know be able to be successful in the world I love it, man. I love that energy, man. And we're live right now with a young man. Oh, no. Uh, now, do you, do you go by Tone? Or do you – I know Antonio is your first name. Is the nickname Tone? I see that in your Twitter feed. Yes, sir. Uh, almost everybody on the team call me Tone, you know. Around the school, I get called Tone. It's just it's a nickname that grew Now, does that mean you control the Tone? I mean, it kind of comes with its own definition, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, They're I think it was just Antonio. They started saying Tone. At first, my name was That's Biggie because everybody was saying I resemble Biggie Smalls, but I grew out of that and it uh, <laughs> I changed to uh, Tone. So 
I've been going by Tone now. Well, I'm going to tell you something there, Tone. I appreciate everything, my man. We we actually connected a couple of, about a month ago at the first camp. Kind of compare the two for me because you, you had a chance to do the one in Infinity right there, and you mentioned kind of your backyard at, 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 over there at, at a school close to home. Then you hit the road and went to Charlotte. What were the two differences? What did you learn between one and the other? Uh, with the Infinity camp, uh, fortunately, I wasn't able to compete, you know, hurt my hamstring. I was disappointed about that. But, like, watching it, it was and doing – it was more uh, – we did more, like, combine based and during the infinite camp. Like, we was doing shuttles, 40s, all that. And then, you know, we still had our normal one-on-ones and drill time. But with the, uh, with the one in North Carolina recently, it was more of – Showing coaches that you can move off the ball and you can react and you can do it, you know, it was more of seeing you actually on field doing stuff. And so, yeah, that was a real difference between it. And we had more one-on-one time, so it was to see, it was like coaches see, like, your competitive spirit, your motor, see if you can, you know, get off a block, you know, things like that. We're live right now hanging out on Ridgeview. We're back on the campus. Of course, uh, Coach Perry Sparks has brought two of his big guys on the front line on the defensive side. We just right, talked boy. to Najon Barber. Now we're talking, right, of course, here with uh, the one and only Mr. Antonio Tone Gaines. And he is ready for a huge junior season where he hopefully will uh, leave his mark and head into that senior year. Now, any more camps on the line here? I know we've got one. Uh, coming up, uh, the Infinity Camp, we just talked about that. will be in Atlanta coming up. We'll be there on Saturday. The following week, we'll be in uh, Myrtle Beach, where that's home to me. So, if you're going there, I look forward to seeing you there. And then back up to Charlotte in three weeks. So, there's a lot happening. Any of these three, you guys plan to make another road trip? Uh, I plan on going to the one on Myrtle Beach and the one in Georgia. And I haven't really – I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the one in North Carolina yet because, you know, it's season time now. You know, I want to make sure my buddy yeah. – healthy enough so I can, you know, compete when the season comes and give my team all I got. I got you. So now the one in Georgia, so that means this Saturday, you and I, Eugene, and a few other close up our friends there will be at the one up there in Atlanta. You already ready to rock and roll for that one? Is that the one you're going to? Yes, sir. All right. So we got another chance to catch up again, a couple more laughs and some more handshakes and high fives, my man. Thank you so much. Uh, for letting me be a part of your night, and I and I and I meant to tell Najon the same thing, but I'm going to echo this to your best friend that uh, I appreciate y'all giving us some time here tonight to talk to us a little bit. This is something we're going to do. All right, this is what we're going to do here, game. So get used to being on the radio with me. Coach Parks has already given me the green light. He said you're all mine. So on uh, Saturdays you're going to be calling in, recapping the Friday night, either from the ice bath or it's going to be from uh, somewhere around town. But either way. This is going to be a familiar opportunity, man, and you did a great job tonight. Looking forward to talking to you in the ATL coming up on Saturday, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you for the opportunity, man. You got it. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Just like that, we get not one, but two of the big dudes from uh, Ridgeview High School. Of course, that's home of uh, the head football coach, Perry Parks, who continues to do some really big things. I want to thank both uh, Najon Barber as well as Antonio Gaines, who uh, hung out with us just for a few minutes here. We're going to take a quick break. We've got a few guys on call, so if you'll hang on, we'll, uh, we'll come back to you guys and we'll talk some football with you. As uh, you're listening to Southern Sports Central Live, don't go anywhere more. The final 30 is around the corner right here on Southern Sports Central.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yelma here alongside Eugene Benton coming to you for the final 30 minutes of Southern Sports Central. Man, oh, man, what a great show tonight to start off uh, a Sunday night in Charleston, South Carolina. Of course, we're coming to you from right outside of Charleston from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios in Somerville, South Carolina. This segment brought to you by our good friends over at the 10th Farm. You can find them at 7634 South Railroad in North Charleston, South Carolina. You can find them on the web at tentfarm.com and call them. Give them a shout. They'll come to you. How about that? You're looking for some shade. They'll throw it on your window at work. They'll throw it on your house at home and on your car as you roll around these hot towns in South Carolina. 843-297-4131. Of course, they are the sponsor of the hotlines, and it's been a hot one all night long. We've had, I want to think the number, Gamecock, a former Dallas Cowboy, and of course he played his days at South Point. Now he's the head football coach, Coach Devontae Holloman, who joined us as well. So, Eugene, it's been a good one, but I do want to open it up for the rest of the show. If you visited and you were there at the Carolina Experience Prep Football Showcase on Friday, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts on the camp. What did you think? How much did you work up? How much do you remember as far as going against that guy? Who was that guy that gave you the hardest time? Or, man, maybe you made a highlight. What was your highlight of that night? You can call in right now for the next 30 minutes. The number to call us, 1-323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in for the next 30 minutes is one 784 9681. We'll put it on our social media account as well. You can follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and on Twitter at SO Sports Central. I do also uh, want to take a moment to uh, welcome in a couple of guys who uh, who have joined us here. Uh, of course, uh, over the weekend, we were able to pick up uh, some new guys that uh, have the same passion that we do. One of those gentlemen is here in Somerville, excuse me, North Charleston, Somerville, in this corridor, Mr. Otis Mack. He has done an incredible job uh, covering the uh, the camera workforce. So if you've seen a lot of camera stuff that we've shared, uh, he has done a very, very good job of earning his stripes early. He started with his camp. He has now come along and uh, signed up and is now part of what we do uh, right here uh, as he was there at the Carolina Experience uh, Prep Football Showcase there. And I thought that was a, a really, really, really good job uh, from what he did. And then we got a gentleman down there in, um, on the south side of the world down there, of course, says uh, we can't say enough uh, about the, uh, the connection to Buford. As, uh, you know, when we were able to uh, connect with Buford, to me, it had to be the right fit and uh, the right opportunity. And, uh, you know, for us to be able to go down there and, and find somebody, somebody who can uh, give us the passion, give us the energy, and uh, and continue to work as hard as we work. We feel that it's such a special guy. And uh, really excited here uh, to, to mention that this young man that's going to be coming in here and, and doing some great things for us as uh, he continues to do that is Christopher Danzler. Uh, you guys, uh, I can tell you he is the owner of the Extra Mile down there, uh, the Extra Mile Club. He's a mentor with the youth nonprofit organization in Buford. But he is the eyes, the ears, the hands, the feet, you name it, for Southern Sports Central down there in Buford. So we want to welcome on board both of those guys for all that they do. Eugene, uh, man, a big night and a lot of big names coming in here and hanging out. Yeah, no doubt, man. We started out with a five-star recruit who's uh, going to Clemson, man, and what a great athlete that was. And uh, like I said, you know, five – 
everybody we've had on has been, you know, these five-star type athletes, you know, and I, I know some of them, he was the only, you know, five-star according to a recruiting service uh, out there or multiple services or whatever. But, you know, there's so many guys that just came in today that had a story to tell of working hard, don't give up, stay humble, you know, uh, take what God has given you and use it to the best of your ability to try to get where you're going, you know, use it as a tool. And, um, and even even Coach Holloman talked about that. I remember uh, when he was coming through in high school and everybody, of course, had eyes on that program because, you know, he and Gilmore uh, were the, you know, the class ahead of Clowning, and they had won so many games. But if you remember how the dominoes fell, I believe, and we didn't, we didn't go into that with him, but at one time uh, Devontae was actually committed to Clemson. Now, this isn't right. the, the – um, the Dabo Swinney type Clemson that, that we see today. Uh, but remember, uh, Devontae was an early enrollee. So that's why he gets, you know, the competitiveness and, and you know, and, and working so hard in the classroom. Uh, Devontae was actually the first chip to fall with all those South Point kids going to University of South Carolina. Like I said, he was an early enrollee. Gilmore then followed him. Uh, and then also, you know, Clowney and, and some other guys. Uh, that played with them on the defensive side of the ball up there. So all in all, you know, when people look back at, you know, a lot of people thought, and, and even Springer, I thought, had mentioned something about, um, you know, the commitment uh, of, uh, of of his teammate, uh, the first one to actually enroll before you could even sign with South Carolina was Devontae as he was an early enrollee. So in my opinion, he's the one that kind of got that ball rolling from South Point over to uh, the University of South Carolina. Is that kind of interesting that he said it was conversations with um, with Ellis Johnson, whom I met at a camp up there and was just completely starstruck about it, you know, and that's kind of what really put him over the top one to go. If we all remember, you know, we thought uh, Gilmore was going to go to University of Alabama. So, uh, you know, that was pretty cool to hear, you know, his story and, and what he's got going on with the program there and then, you know, when the young man who joined us from Kannapolis got on, you know, he had sent some stuff up, you know, some messages to me. I sent him a text back. He responded with another text. He sent me a couple of things. You know, he asked for that information for the Infinity Camp. I just texted it to him and, and made sure he got it. And I just got a nice long thank you text, you know, from the young man. He was so proud, you know, to be on on featured on the radio and have a chance to come in here and talk about his <laughs> career and his high school and things like that. And then uh, you know, and the, you know, I you were talking about it, and uh, you alluded to the fact that you and I probably haven't accomplished as much as he did in one summer going into <laughs> his junior year with re- having a school renamed, and uh, it's not an easy thing to accomplish, man. And oh, by the way, he's you know had time to do all that and, and found an organization all the while while trying to work out and get better for his uh, his team and, and to put himself in a position to compete at camps and get ready for the season, man. And you, you know. It, it's, it was hard to even follow that guy. But then, you know, lo and behold, we bring in two superstars from one of our best friends' uh, program at Ridgeview High School there in Columbia. And, you know, I saw those guys in person on Friday. And, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the 6'4", uh, 309 guy just, you know, he, he makes his teammate who's 6'2", 265, look small. And that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, they all look huge to me. I'm 5'6", and 145 now. And, you know, I'm just standing next to this guy. I think I come up to his waist. And so, but he, he, he like a lot of these offensive linemen, man, he, he's very intelligent. He speaks kind of soft and he kind of lets his, uh, 
muscles do the speaking for him, so to speak. And, you know, I saw him take on some reps out there, and there were some very talented, as you know, defensive linemen at that camp from all over the place, including some of the ones in South Carolina. I know one that you interviewed looked like a 30-year-old grown monster out there. And, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. Tone held his own out there with those guys. You know, and, and it's not easy. Uh, if anybody's ever been to a one-on-one camp situation like this where you have O-line, D-line going against each other, you know, it almost always favors the D-line because they don't have the pads. You know, you can't grab a hole. You can't get your hands up under a guy's pads like you can, you know, when they're fully dressed. So, you know, they, they typically favor the D-line on these. So if you're an O-line and you can block and hold out some of the guys that were featured at this camp, you know, I, I think you're going to find yourself on a lot of college radar. So it was great having him on, you know, as well as his teammate, Mikey. Now, you didn't answer the question. I was curious as to how many fumbles he's caused because going through his huddle account, I think the first – Two minutes are nothing but quarterback sacks that just cause fumbles, and the quarterback goes one way, and the ball is going about 15 yards the other direction. And you know, so many times he was just nailing the quarterback and and getting right back at it. But you know, like you said, there's still some things he needs to work on. I could see some stuff maybe you know work on a little faster, get off the line. So when he was talking about running in the sand pit and staying light on his feet, he already knows that, and I think he's trying to put in the work to get better. And seems like he's uh, ready to take off and have a good senior season. So, you know, it was a heck of a lineup, man. Very uh, very talented group of guys, man, on and off the field. Some have accomplished plenty of things, uh, everything from, like you said, starting uh, renaming schools and starting organizations. And we got a big guy who's wanting to go to vet school, uh, become a veterinarian, make his mom proud. And we had a former NFL or was a head coach giving back uh, to the community as well. And the kid is wanting to go to Clemson and study international business. So you can't, you can't get a better lineup than what we had tonight for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was solid from all the way from the beginning to the end. And you mentioned the guy that started it all off at six thirty, right? At six thirty. I mean, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I think all these kids are five-star studies. There's no doubt. But if you were to go off of rivals or 24 seven sports, you know, to get the number one running back, all purpose back uh, in the country, in the country, that's a big deal. You got to give him love there because you know, he is rec- recognized by by many of those guys and, and girls that do what they do to recognize and th- throw things together. And uh, Will Shipley, I thought he handled the interview extremely well. You know, but but here's the thing. But here's the thing. As impressed as I was by the things that he did and the way he handled himself, and again, I expected it. I had a chance to talk to. Him. Matter of fact, all but one gentleman that came on tonight, I've had conversations with. So to me, it was it was amazing. Those were all great interviews. Every single one of them were great interviews, Eugene. But I'm going to be honest. When you sent me this young man's name, and I said, "Well, let's 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 have a conversation with him. Let's bring in this Brock Morgan guy." Man, Brock did a great job, a great job, and he did it because he wanted to be a part of what we do. And to me, just like I'm going to give love to each one of these guys, and I'm going to tell you for for Brock Morgan or Will Shipley, who both of these guys are in the state of North Carolina to the two dudes we brought in here from the state of South Carolina. Of course, you know, you're going to head right over to uh, Perry Park's backyard. Ridgeview is the destination. The 803 represented big tonight. Najon Barber and Antonio Tone Games, a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, came in and did his thing. And both of these guys, I thought, were impressive on Friday and watching what they did. And we are going to have to kind of get some more information. Hopefully we can get uh, Mr. Brock to the Myrtle Beach one because I'm worried the camp in Atlanta is full, by the way. Guys, when we send these things out, 
You need to jump on it. You need to be proactive. Stop being reactive. Be proactive. Make it happen. Be done with it. Put it in your rearview mirror so that we can focus on something else. All right? Get that Google Calendar up. I get it. Football season's coming. Things are happening. That's awesome. But you got to have some film. you got to have some numbers. And I'm going to be honest with you. We asked the guys, what was the difference between the Infinity Camp? One's called a showcase. One's called a camp. Again, I'm not down in either one because I think they sued both purposes for what they both brought to the table. All right? You were able to showcase your talent against some of the best talent in the southeastern side of the world, and you mentioned it. Kansas was in-house. Texas was in-house. Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, and I can name probably Maryland. Maryland showed up. I, I, I'd like to see that list, and we're going to go back to it and look and see. But I bet you they had over almost a dozen kids or a dozen different states recognize it. Same goes with the Infinity deal. Guys, if you run a camp, if you run a camp, I suggest, I, I, I almost demand, we got to work together, guys. If you're a radio guy, I'm a radio guy, we're going to work together. We have partnered with these South Carolina guys in the upstate up there with the Blitz because they do the same drive that we do. They do different. They drive a different type of car than we do. But our goal is to get to the same destination. And if it's about the kids, and everybody I talk to, that's the first answer they give me. It's about the kids. Remember that. Do it the right way. And kids, do it the right way. And the right thing will happen. The right thing will happen. If it's about the kids, let's remember it's about the kids. And if you're doing camp, let's put, <laughs> let's put whatever on the side on the side and whatever on the table on the table, and let's roll this thing. The one thing I'm going to ask is don't, don't plan camps on top of each other. Let each, you know, there's enough weeks out of the year. There's enough days out of the year. Let's, let's separate them as best we can. And, and if, by God, we don't have a season until January, guys, hey, campers, keep camping. Keep moving. Keep getting your numbers. Keep getting your film. Keep doing what you got to do. Keep coming on this radio show so I can introduce you to our listeners, and we're going to get more listeners. Keep getting that. that this is just another drill. You know, you got the, the suicides, right? You got this, that, and the other. Well, coming on this radio is part of that because you either are going to go to a job where you're going to have to interview with a, an employer, and you have to get that job. You have to look them in the eye and be confident and sell yourself with your voice make eye contact and everybody I've run into when I'm when I'm in a go form and Eugene you're the same way because this is how we train this is what we do we make sure that you eye contact us we won't even speak to you until you pick your head up because I'm not going to speak to the top of your head I'm not going to speak to somebody that doesn't look at me because that means you don't want to talk to me it's a demand I demand respect when you have a conversation with me because I give it back to you so that's what Southern Sports Central is this is just another drill this is just another opportunity to get better it ain't just about on that field. It's about coming off that field. And sooner than later, unfortunately, and I said this, football has an expiration date. Every sport you play has an expiration date, right, Eugene? So this is not something they'll do forever. They may be as lucky and fortunate to be like the big man over there at South Point. You might get a chance to be a football coach like Mr. Devontae Holliman, who, by the way, played there, went off to the Gamecocks, went off to the Cowboys, and guess what? He's right back in the – in the land that he loved, in the area that helped grow and, and do the things he did in Rock Hill. Now, he spent some time in Charlotte. You heard that. But he came right back to Rock Hill. So take advantage when these young guys yeah, – listen, when we're giving you the chance to be on the radio, come on in. When you got Mr. Ken Brown up there with the, uh, the Blitz, when he's giving you a chance to do some things or Miss V's doing some things, take advantage of it. So here's kind of the thing that I'd like to say to you. 
if you were at that infinity camp, I saw you, I want you to know I'm proud of you. If you took that road trip to Charlotte, North Carolina, and you gave it everything you got, I'm proud of you. If you went to these kicking camps that we've sent Eugene to, and he's done his thing because he's brought in his team, the Low Country Kicking Academy, I love it. I love it. Because he has done the things. Eugene, I know you were out there busting your hump all day today at the last Coles event. And uh, I know we got a listener listening right now whose son won it all. And I got to tell you, Dad, you might not need to go to no more of those things because you might, you might be a distraction because this kid's draining them when you ain't there. So, Mom, you're in charge now. Dad, you get to go on golf trips. But I love what we're doing here at Southern Sports Central because I feel – I feel God moving a lot of things, doing a lot of great things. And I want to say, first of all, for the guys at the Carolina Experience, thank you guys so much for letting us walk where we walk, talk where we talk, and do what we do. It was an honor. It was an honor to be at this thing, and we got some swag to go with it. We appreciate that. The guys at the Infinity did that for me uh, a couple of weeks back, and they've opened the door coming up on Friday. And, Eugene, I don't know whether or not, you saw, which I, I, I'm thinking you did. I've already got us another date set. So, uh, you know, you're basically uh, – your days of having free weekends are, are kind of gone, buddy. Sorry to tell you. But we're going to be in Myrtle Beach. That's not a bad place to be at the uh, Digital Exposure Football Scouting Showcase. That's going to be at Doug Shaw Memorial Stadium on the 15th. So, they've also opened the gate for us. They said, whatever you need, whatever you need, we got you. Thank you for letting me take my platform and my vision and my dream to be a part of these young men's life to help them any way I can. Marry that with what you guys are doing, coming the new world order of sports, working together for the same vision. Eugene, take it away, bud. No doubt, man. I'm sorry. I'm just over here laughing, having a good time on, on our uh, Twitter page. So, you know, Mr. Morgan came on, the Brock, uh, the linebacker, and, you know, he, he's such a well He's such a well-rounded gentleman, and uh, you know it, you you hear him speak. He's so uh, highly educated. He's he's so succinct in what he says. And oh, by the way, you know he has these missions and things that he accomplishes. So you know, I, I put the tweet out when I was quoting him, and he said, you know, when you asked him the question and told him uh, asked him who he was looking forward to playing the most this season, of course he said, you know. I'm looking forward to playing the Concord Spiders. We've beaten them like four years in a row, and it's a big rivalry game. So I left that out there. Didn't tag Concord. Wasn't trying to start the drama. So the young man retweets our tweet, and he not only tags the Concord Spider football program, he tagged the town and everyone else in the city of Concord. He just called them all out, man. He, he tagged the town government. He tagged everybody. He's just letting them know, hey, man, Brock Morris is coming for you guys. And so uh, I was just getting a little uh, chuckle out of that. You know, he's such a an awesome young man. And uh, I just thought, you know, hey, he's also a kid that's just, you know, I'm not going to back down from anybody. We're going to call him out and go play him. So uh, that was just uh, crushing over there. But, um, yeah, it was it was fun summer. You know, and if we start kind of with the timeline of the kickers, we started back. We had a, our first trip up to Columbia last October, finished out the football season then went down over to Atlanta on December 21st. It was my birthday. Uh, so that was the first time they got to compete on the national uh, showcase type thing, and that was huge. Followed up with IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida in January. Uh, started doing the um, the Coles in Columbia uh, every other Sunday. Uh, a couple months, a few months ago, we've been to Ohio. We've been, we competed in Charleston, went back down to Florida to Orlando, 
went over up into the mountains to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. You know, so the young men have just gone anywhere and everywhere there was competition that they could actually, you know, get someone to drive them to it. And uh, it's been a fun ride. You know, the rankings came out. I got one that's ranked number two kicker in the nation for his class. I got one that's ranked number 26 in the nation for his class. I got a punter that's a sophomore that's ranked 13th in the nation for his class. You know, and there's so many other guys that have been part of the academy that just, you know, they, they weren't really further along in the development yet to kind of get them on the national stage. But, you know, they're coming. I got a guy, like I said, uh, I've mentioned before, we had Coach Denny on last week from Stratford. You know, I'm looking for big things out of him. I kind of put him in some pressure situations last week. And uh, he was pretty money from anywhere on the field inside of, you know, 40, 41 yards or inside. And I told him, I said, look, man, that's the way to market yourself. You go up to your head coach and you say, coach, I just need the 25-yard line. I'll get you some points. You know, and so um, I was just texting with him and his mom at the beginning of the show uh, trying to work around this daggum hurricane now. Stratford's canceled practice tomorrow, so he wants to know if he can come at 8 o'clock in the morning get some work in. Uh, that way he could be home if there's any type of storm activity later. So, you know, I mean, these kids are hungry. Uh, it's, it, there's so many things going on with them and the COVID and this, that, and the other. And will they play football? Will they not? And I, you know, there are kids that are out there just looking for work, man. And I try to free up my schedule as much as possible to give them that work, give them that time, give them that attention, and try to help them. Because for some of them, you know, it's just a, a, a way to get on the field. And like that young man talked about, um, Raison did with, uh, you know, it was just getting a weight off your back just getting out there and competing and doing something that you love. It's like this breath of fresh air. And I, like I said, he, he described it best when he said that first time of having competition was like a weight off his back and he's got more to go. So you can definitely see that the, the quarantine stuff has been weighing on guys. And they're really just looking forward to work and I'm happy to work with them. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to, like I said, the, the week of, you know, supposedly starting practices and trying to figure out what 1.5 looks like and, you know, how soon are we going to get to two and, you know, whether or not we're even going to have football because right now it looks like it might be on. We know what's coming up with uh, with the uh, holiday that will be coming up here in a couple of weeks. And, you know, will that, will that affect things? Let's hope not. Let's hope that uh, some of the models that have it projected towards the Midwest kind of we're starting to go down a little bit and their numbers will go up. We certainly don't want that for our neighbors in the northwest or Midwest from part of the United States. Well, we do want it for our neighbors here to have those numbers go down. So if the numbers keep going down, you know, it looks like we'll have a better chance of, of, of getting back to some type of normalcy and, and certainly some sports, which is something that we love doing, love watching, and love covering. Um, but, you know, again, man, it's been a great show. It's been a great uh, nine weeks with the, with the kicking boys um, or, or nine trips up there been a great nine months with them uh looking forward to this season hopefully they can put some balls in the end zone through the uprights and when necessary make some great punts and hopefully flip a field or two so looking forward to it rich looking forward to seeing what you know our season is is going to look like because you know there's so many things up in the air with us and, and what we're going to be able to do um uh, for some kids and for high school programs so you know with that i just want to say stay safe brother you know you got to if you want to come a little bit towards the coast or if I know if I need to come off the coast a little bit tomorrow for the storm, I know I can come hit you up in Somerville. Um, but, you know, the door is open either way. I know that. Uh, that's what brothers do, and that's what brothers are for. Uh, just stay safe, bro. You got me if you need me, and I'll uh, talk to you uh, first thing in the morning. All right, I guess Richie is uh, had to step away. I'm, I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm here. Oh, I'm all here. right, cool. I was, uh, I was responding because of the fact that uh, my fault there, Eugene, a good cover there. 
uh, I, I'm responding to a lot of live social media going on right now with the guys over at Huff High School that, that are timing in saying, hey, let us in. We're knocking on the door. Cornelius, North Carolina wants to be a part of what you guys are doing. I've got a bunch of offensive linemen. I've got some defensive dudes that are uh, checking in. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely be doing that. And, again, if you want to follow us, uh, and you should be, hopefully, on Twitter, you can do that at SO Sports Central uh, in inboxes. And let us know, hey, I want to come on. Or better yet, write this number down. This is the best way to do it. Call in. You don't need an invitation. You've always got to see here at the table. If you're a coach, if you're a player, if you're a parent, come on in. Let's have uh, some conversation. Here's the number to call at any time we're live on the air. It's one three two three. 784-9681. Again, 1-323-784-9681. That's the number to reach in here. Talk to us about your season. Talk to us about what's going on. We can find out if you're going to be the next president. Well, you got some running mates because a guy in Sumter is going to do that. We also talked about another guy that's going to save the world. He's, he's doing that. We have another guy that's changing things all up in North Carolina. So we get a lot of big dudes doing some big things, and it's not even on the football field. That's the fun part of what we do here on Southern Sports Central. So I do want to thank everybody who uh, continues to reach out to us, who wants to be a part of what we're doing, who sees that we are in it for the right reason. Again, we, we don't just talk about doing it for the kids. We, we lead by example here on Southern Sports Central. So it's a big deal. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate the opportunities that we get. And uh, we look forward to continuing uh, to take them. Again, we, uh, we do thank everybody who joined us here tonight. And uh, we'll continue to uh, basically kind of give a rundown tonight. And it was a great group of young men who joined us. And uh, quickly giving a shout-out to Brock Morgan. He came in here from Kannapolis, North Carolina. He uh, did a phenomenal job checking in. Will Shipley, the number one running back in the country, is a five-star kid cat going all the way to Clemson, South Carolina, not too far from his home over there in Matthew, North Carolina. He is over there at Weddington High School. Of course, we had Coach Devontae Holloman, former Gamecock, former Dallas Cowboy, played his high school days at Rock Hill, went right back there to Rock Hill at South Point High School. He's now the head coach over there with those guys. Of course, uh, Nate John Barber joined us as well. Nate John, of course, is at Ridgeview High School, big-time defensive end, and Antonio Tone Gaines joined us to wrap it all up there. So I want to thank him and uh, for all that they continue to do to being a part of our show here on Southern Sports Central, guys. So, again, without uh, the love from you guys and doing all the things that you do, we couldn't do what we do, guys. So, uh, Eugene, again, uh, we're trying to get everything kind of figured out here, getting a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, Eugene. So I'm going to go ahead and let you send us off with a song there in the booth. And on behalf of all of us, to all of you, God bless you. God keep you. God watch you. And we'll be back live Tuesday night with a whole new five-star guest list. Don't go anywhere. Until then, we say God bless. Stay safe. Take care, guys.